the juice for the soap and the note. Boys talking down, I got them diamonds in my mouth. Well, it's that grain gripper from Houston, Texas. That bar sipper, that bar no plex. I'm straight up out of that Swisher house where G the ass right out of check. So check the neck, check the wrist. I'm baller status from head to toe. My jewelry shop sell more grills than George Foreman, baby. Now you know that ain't an igloo. That's my watch and that ain't snow, baby. That's my chain. That's not an ice tray. That's my teeth and that's not a snow cone. Yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Hey, David Willis said, where does episode go? It was Did on it. cut him out? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's on there. Yeah. He took I mean, a nap it for a second. may have gotten a little bit shorter when I had people, but yeah. I think Kevin, I think Morgan might have put her hands on Kevin, bro. Look, he, he was talking. He says, yo, and then it was nothing, and then a bunch of U and S's, and then silence. He might be dead, bro. He might. We might be watching the first 48. <laughs> I don't know. She, she got the heart. I don't know. That dude's dead, bro. Yeah. Hey, I want to do an intro uh, this weekend or oh, this yeah, week. I, um, I, I can't tell you enough how happy I am that we're doing this podcast and the fact that Matt, Scott, and Al are doing this with me. I mean, we look forward to it every Thursday. I just want to show my heartfelt gratitude to these three gentlemen 
that, uh, you know, help me with, you know, work. They help me with personal stuff. They help me, of course, with the podcast that we make a great team. I just want to show love for them and, and tell them how much I appreciate them for uh, being on this yeah, podcast. We feel the same, bro. I mean, hundred percent. Absolutely. I mean, I, Look, y'all I let me come here on here. Week. I won't even, I won't even y'all's teammate. I won't even on this podcast and y'all reached out to me after episode one and got me on. Got I me mean, on look, look, look down. Don't you have a cage down there by you? Sometimes some strays got to get in the truck and come home, bro. <laughs> hey, she's doing real well. I bought a shot collar. She's doing real exceptional. Like she doing, she don't be humping the leg no more. Cause I, bitch. I was going to say, like, I wasn't on here last week, but I will tell you guys that I listened to the one last week. Oh, and shit. I did. And I will tell you that I got, it sounds crazy to say this. I got more from listening last week than I probably would have got if I was on. I don't know if that makes sense to you guys, but Ty and I talked yeah. about that during the week. And he had said the same thing, that he watched one the time that he was down and out. And just watching the, the, the guests interact and watching everybody talk about the stuff that we do and everybody being involved in what's going on in the show, like, it's amazing to see. It's yeah. just, uh, you know, you go back from one to today. Yeah. Yeah. Night and day. I do want to give a shout out to my boy Josh Vincent. He's on here, so he was one of the one of the lucky ones that got to push me through the Chiefs season back when that shit mattered, right? Oh yeah, that and was that, really lucky. We, they call, that's, that's Super Vinny with, lucky. Hey, that's Vinny with the any bro. That dude was, yeah, was a five. Yeah, he's good. What's up, hey, he still has the greatest Halloween costume picture I've ever seen on the planet. He painted his face and dressed like the dude from. Um, what is that movie where he, he, he has the Mike Tyson tattoo? What is that? Uh, oh, you're talking about the hangover, bro. Yes, bro. If I could find that photo, I think it's in my phone. I'll have to send it to y'all. It's for the some reason, ever. when I see Josh Vinson's name come up, I swear to God, I went to like the recruiting continuum with that guy. You probably did. I Man, probably did. Super awesome. Sounds familiar. Dude. Yeah. Funny I mean, as shit. Yes, that's him. Doesn't like you could have told him. That you're gonna miss by thirty, and he'd be like, "Yeah, but we have fun though." Don't hey, worry. so he he can't he can't defend himself, but I'll, I will. I'm gonna tell a story. So when, when I was going through Chief season, I was in the locker room, and I might have been trying to helicopter people in the locker room. Like I had her out, I was getting it all stupid, and this dude spun around with two f- shoes and straight clapped me, bro. Like, <laughs> like never. I never chased him around with with the uh, with the the albino uh, black snake. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What's up, Daniel? There, there you go. Hey, my man, Josh. Vinny's in the building, right? That's my man. He's in Chicago. That's my man's in there. So you know what? Then that is the same Josh Vincent that I remember. Yeah, yes. that's Vinny, man. Absolutely, because he was either going or coming from Chicago when we went to – it was either the Continuum. It was a Continuum. We went to Continuum together. He's cool yeah, shit, dude. Probably. I was yeah. in first class, and I, I rode with him and Stacey Strev and all these, like, chiefs and senior chiefs to a strip club one time, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was out of my I was out of my out of my league for sure. True. Like we what, is, what is the story about your voice getting higher, Al? Clapping shoes on wieners is probably oh, okay. Is that, is that what caused it? <laughs> yeah, that, that would do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, I see Morgan in the building. Hey Morgan, how you doing? You know Julie and, and Julian Davis in the building. My girl Candace. Yeah. He was man, welcome in, y'all. So listen, this is well, you know, I had to let my man, I had to let my man tie do the thing, but we have to say this, right? This is the Triple Threat Vet Podcast, y'all. We're back again for another week. This is Thursday, February the 20, what is it, the 28th, 29th? I'm not sure. I missed the 29th. We're leaping into new things. So I want to say to everybody who is here, welcome. Welcome in. 
If you're listening on YouTube, if you're listening on Twitch, if you're listening on uh, what are we on the stream yard, Facebook, wherever you are, you know what I'm saying? We appreciate you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for being part of the Triple Threat Vet podcast family. I'm your man, DJ Royalty. In the building, we have my man, Todd Cobb. We have my man, Matt Johnson. And we have the man, the myth, the legend, our heroes in the building. We got special guests coming in today. But today is going to be a good day. I, I can feel it, even though. The devil's trying to pull me down, y'all. I've had a the day. Talk to me. Talk to me. They've been kind of sobering, man. You know, I had a I had a talk with my cousin. You know, and I just realized, man, like this mental health thing is a real deal. Like, you know, I I just you know I I feel a way because I just really feel like the some people in the world just don't really understand this thing. And when you talk to people who are really troubling, who are really troubled in dealing with things that they've seen and, and what they have to deal with on the other side, it's, it's hard, man. I had a, I had a good talk with my cousin today. Uh, my cousin is a combat veteran. He served in the army and in the Marines and just talking with him, man, just him being able to, to express his truth a little bit just makes you realize, man, how hard this thing really is. And I, and, and the only way that I can get people to kind of understand it is for somebody who served for several years right and then you have people who are on the civilian side who have been civilians for the majority of their time if you could take yourself from being on the civilian side and just one day you just go into the military at whatever age you are and just try to see yourself maneuvering for the next 15 20 years right you can't say that you would not be changed because everything that you knew on the civilian side is going to change once you become you know, once you go to the military side. So before you, you know, say that all military people are crazy or we're just trying to figure out ways to maneuver the government to get things and stuff like that, think about it, right? Because you've been living in your realization of how life has been working for you your whole time without any kind of disruptions. But for us, we raised our hand and made a call to do a lot of things that people aren't, a lot of people don't have the courage to do the mindset to do or the heart to do. So before you guys talk down on military people, I think that, you know, it's not what it is and that people aren't really having real issues. Just think about that because they are. And I just want to give a shout out to my cousin, man. I know it's rough, uh, even for my man, Mindy's and a lot of other uh, service members that I know it's tough, man. And I really want you guys to know that us at the triple threat vet podcast, we're here for you guys. This is what we wanted to do is create a platform that you guys can talk and be amongst your brothers and sisters again. And that's what we wanted to do. So that mental health thing is real out there. People are really struggling. So when you see a vet, hug a vet, love a vet, talk to a vet, understand a vet. That's my catch. This is. Yeah, I would, I I would tell you it. real quick, though, like for <clears throat> last week when I listened, you guys talked about a lot of that stuff, too. Right. <laughs> yeah. So when you guys talk about that stuff and you're talking about uh, veterans and what they're going through, I think sometimes people don't realize, including ourselves, one thing that I would have brought up last week is sometimes you need someone to pick up the phone when you call them and just go shut up and listen. Yep. All I want to do is just get it out and then let them get it out. And afterwards, you're good to go. But so many times people want to give you a solution or a, a way to fix something or, you know, a, a way to, to do it better. And sometimes you just are like, I just want to do what I did back in, in the day. Like I would just walk in, bitch and complain. Everybody would be like, man, shut the fuck up. And then you would roll on and it's good. But sometimes you got to just got to get it out. So I think that sometimes 
people don't realize all you want to do is just yeah. let it out. Like, what do you do with your kids? When your kids throw a temper tantrum, what do you do? Yeah, let them get out. They'll be all right in like five minutes. Yeah. They're going to tire out and they'll be done, right? It's kind of the same thing, e- even though we're, we're grown-ass men and women. Like, it happens. But What yeah. I would say is this, too. I and mean, you, you kind of talked about it. You, you nailed it, DJ, right? To the civilians out there, right? You know, you the civilians out there who really feel a certain way or have something that you need to get off your chest or you, or you need to say – you know, from the bottom of my heart, I really want to be completely honest and upfront with you right now and just say, and I've really been doing good in the podcast and kind of watching what I say, but I really want to say this just openly and honestly. And I, I probably speak for most veterans and everybody's podcast to the civilians out there who have something that they want to say, or they, they feel like the veterans are trying to, I just want to tell you from, you know, deep down, Fuck you. <laughs> you can say you, you can say right? That's all I want. Fuck you and your mama. All that. You can suck my whole dick. Just no, put it out there. Yeah, I knew it was coming. I saw it. I saw it yeah, bubbling yeah. up. I saw it bubbling up. The yeah, buildup's there. It's coming over. You and your mama, your baby mama, or your whole family, your dog, your cousin, your cat, <laughs> all y'all. Oh, man. Well, I just want to say shout out to my cousin, man. My cousin Grunt. My man Joe Cooley. My man, Master Chief, uh, you know, Master Chief Massey, we, we played a video game together, man. But really, that is our safe haven. I don't, that word, safe word, I don't want to say safe word, but people don't understand why we spend that hour or two hours a day with each other just playing basketball on the game or whatever, because it is therapy. You know what I mean? For that, for that point of time, we all understand each other. We can talk, whatever, laugh, however it goes, but we need that. And we're drawn to it. Same thing like this podcast. I I le- I yearn for Thursdays because I know I can get things off my chest. I'm amongst people that I know uh, wholeheartedly have my best interest in hand. And then, you know, we talk to each other throughout the week. It's just been different. This week has been a little hard, man. I, I know I may talk to my man, Matt, every day, but I had to call him the other day just to be like, hey, bro, I just call him, man. I miss you, man. Tell you I love you. I didn't want nothing. But, you know, it just when things change and get moved around, you just realize, man, that, what kind of friends you have and you, sometimes you don't realize what you don't have until it's not there anymore so i'm, I'm happy to be here man even though it's been one of them days but i'm getting that's through. like david willis man he's he really has whether he knows it or not right he's really helped me a whole lot because he'll hit me up on a just a random day like hey yeah. you want to jump on the podcast and be on so i get a little dose of therapy with him because you know, we connect really well, right? You know, I get that therapy with him and get to get on his podcast. And, you know, it's, it's, it's such a phenomenal, there it is, right? There it is. Net, there it is. Such a phenomenal network <laughs> of, of podcasters and veterans. And it yeah. just really speaks to, to what this community is, right? Yeah. Whether you're, you're still currently putting on the cloth of the nation every day, or you, or you hung it in the back of your closet somewhere. And now you're, you're one of us, right? Welcome to the, to the greener grass side as a veteran. But it just it's it's a testament to what this podcast does and what we're what our mission is. Right. Because now we do have a new mission and we have a new yeah. target, a new objective yeah. that we're that we're work, working towards. And it's awesome to have a, a, a ton of other veteran podcasts that are out there. Now, they ain't all number one like us, but they out there. Right. Doing doing <laughs> great, doing big shit, too. And it's awesome to have friends like David Willis who reaches out and says, Hey brother, jump on. And he don't know yeah. if I'm having a bad day and I'm having nope. shit going on. I mean, there's guys like Kevin cash or Matt Johnson or the Scots who yeah. reach out and say, just checking on your love. You want to, you know, now I would prefer Kevin cash, not send me the man, John, <laughs> but hey, I know he's thinking about yeah, right. me. Right. So, yeah, but think uh, about it. So that's part of what we do. Right. You just talked about it. We, we do this every week. We want to bring people on. We want to talk to people. We want to learn about their story. We want to hear what they've done. We want to know what they're doing. 
And we can do that again today. So yeah. we got another guest. We got somebody coming on. And yeah. unfortunately, this is a guy that uh that says he knows Al really well. So y'all just be ready. Hey, that's I don't know age. what it's gonna be like when he comes in today. Hey, before he hops on, I will tell y'all this about him, So <laughs> when I first came into recruiting, me and him came into Atlanta around the same same time, that 09 time frame, right? 08, 09 time frame. And his so he worked for a guy named Dan McKenna, who I, I a lot of people don't like Dan, and people give yeah, Dan we've seen him on shit. here a few times but, actually. But Dan McKenna's ass, bro, that's a real leader. That's a mastery. Like he he was in a recruiting. It's all competition, right? Oh shit, there he is. Yeah. It's all competition. But you know when I came into recruiting in Atlanta, bro, like Dan was like no bullshit was the Nick Saban of the fucking DLCBOs. Like <laughs> <laughs> Nick Saban, huh? This guy literally, and Josh can tell you, I've only seen three people in my entire Navy career get promoted, like are capped or capped, pretty much. Straight up promoted to chief petty officer, and two of those motherfuckers belong to Dan McKenna, right? Uh, cousins and somebody, some other fucktard. I don't remember his name, but they all belong to Dan. But I remember when like Dan would come around, and like our division was like we were number two. We were, I ain't gonna lie, right? We were trying to compete with them, and like they were the they were the pinnacle, they were the benchmark trying to hit. But the one thing about about Dan McKenna is that dude, bro. When he came around, he didn't give a fuck if you were his direct report and you were his guy. He was a fucking chief chief, like you, and, and then a senior chief, and Matt, now he's a mass chief. But you you were his guy because he wore them anchors and he wore khakis. You were his guy. He took time out of his time to mentor and train and pull you alongside, real like Don Massey, right? Bring you in and give you that guidance and give you that fucking got, that good-ass training, right, that gat. He just did, man. And Josh was part of, like, a fucking powerhouse team in Panama City. So I was already a fucking hater because I'm in Columbus, stank-ass Georgia in the hood. This dude's down <laughs> in Panama City with the yeah, beach. <laughs> Yeah, Josh yeah. was a fucking certified stud when it came to when he came into the game, right? He's done a lot. He's been a detailer, um, so he's learned a whole lot about that other side of the business and just an outstanding guy, right? He, you know, he for one, he, I mean, he, he gets high marks for me. He's a Georgia boy, you know, born and bred, and, and just and the same thing, a really good leader. Not, never did I pick up the phone as an ACR and call him for one of my guys or one of my sailors and say, "Hey, I need help." And he he could have been like, "Tell them motherfuckers to go on the system, put their orders in, and do it the other way." But he really would you know had a heart for service and a heart for people and he would really work to help people that really needed help right just just an outstanding phenomenal motherfucker so there you go <laughs> so does that mean we're gonna bring him in and let him talk yeah let's bring him in yeah yeah let's okay. bring him on okay there he is that guy right there what's going there you on go, james friend? james james wants this shirt who wants that shirt <laughs> james my boy james oh, okay he knows what's up, what's up. Josh? josh how you doing today buddy doing well doing well thanks for having me so are you in Georgia or what? No, I'm in uh, Fort Worth, Texas. Yeah, they may not look too good about all that gear you're wearing in Fort yeah. Worth right now. now. How you got football on in the back, bro? And then football's over with. What you oh, got? <laughs> He's got Georgia games on a loop, probably. He, he probably masturbates to Georgia games. When like nobody was around, he was probably oh, just hands down. Football's year-round. <laughs> always. I mean, I don't have any buff games going on right now, but you know, I'm always. Oh, okay. I see you got some footballs back there. I mean. If I didn't know any better, I would have thought, you know, you were a sports podcaster. <laughs> yeah, right. Future. Yeah. Hey. There you go. Damn, Drew, huh? We know we know some production guys that can help you out. Yeah. So what's up, good brother? I haven't seen you in a couple of Sundays, man. What's been going on with you? What's new? Tell us about yourself. Where you tell, let it up. Hey man, let us know who we dealing with today. We got Josh Hammonds in the building. Josh, where you where you where you grew up from? Where you, where you uh, right outside of Atlanta, born and raised. Um, raising the ATL shoddy. You seen it? Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah! Hey, 
He from the suburbs like the rest of us. Don't let him. Oh play. shit! <laughs> are you missing? Are spots. you missing DPR right now? No. Somebody like, said you should be DPRing right now. Uh, oh Dan, well look, um, there's a lot of things I can say about Dan McKenna. Um, <laughs> all, right? No, I tell you, man, Dan Dan uh, was my actual was my CR in San Fran, and uh, he uh, he spent many nights um, trying to uh, straighten you out, straighten my ass out. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but you know what I I, I tell I tell people all the time like you know I come from the cloth the Dan McKenna's the the Rossers the Tony Dyers you start dropping names like that yeah. and people have, people have their opinion but it's automatic street cred in our in our world right they're all haters bro they have opinion because they're haters that's really what it boils but, down to yeah. you know like I mean Dan Dan I mean he you know he 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 knows I ain't got to say this publicly but man that dude could have gave up on my ass many many times and he didn't. And uh, he took, you know, um, he took, you know, all the time in the world and patience uh, to mentor a young chief that needed to, you know, to see things from a different perspective. And, uh, you know, I talked to him. I still I think we talked a couple of weeks ago. We, we've been on the phone for about an hour. So that's brotherhood right there, you know. So, um, but, yeah, I'm from right outside of Atlanta. Um, yeah, born and raised. Now, when you say when you say right outside of Atlanta, what does that mean? Well, I was born. Don't let hey, don't let Al get it twisted. I was born in Atlanta, okay? Like Brady North Hospital. That's my y'all. You, you, you was from the like the ATL, like Atlanta, Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, I grew up in Marietta for quite a while. Oh, yeah, okay, Marietta. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, mm-hmm. um, but then moved out to Douglasville, Georgia, and yep, spent the rest of my youth out there, and and actually joined the Navy out of there. So. Yep. That was I mean, one of my stations out there. He, he, yeah, he, yeah, I was about to say, he gets some street cred. Douglas yeah. is like, it's a shithole. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't when I grew up. Yeah, it's right inside the mall right there. Yeah, it was right, right, right inside the mall. Our yeah. Place, so. yeah, I had Douglas Ville, <laughs> Smyrna. Oh, there you go. Look at this, Al. He's, That's all you need not, to know right there. He's not lying. It might have been a mistake back in the day. My, my dad <laughs> said the best part of me rode on the crack of my mama's ass and ended up standing <laughs> on the bed sheet. So I don't really know what that means. But I think you've been cheated. I think you've been you cheated. So, so you're still active right now, correct? Yeah, yep. mm-hmm. so, For how much longer? Um, We'll see. <laughs> yeah, see that? We'll see. Yeah. Look, are you hanging on to the results? You waiting to see? Uh, no, I do. I, I will be. God is my witness. My wife is my witness. I do not hang on. I, that is not what drives me, man. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, real talk. I mean, I, I'm, you know, I've got a couple of years. Let's just put it that way. So, okay. Got yeah. a couple of years left. I actually hit my 18 year mark um, officially in probably like six or seven days. So, I got a lot of thinking to do if you, if you catch my drift. So, there yeah. you go. Yeah. yeah. We were That's all there. Yeah. We were all there. Yeah. So, what are you doing up there? What's your, what's your role? So, I'm the, I'm the ACR out here at the, the Navy Reserve Recruiting Command in Dallas, Texas. Um, Fort Worth, DFW area, and that nice. covers all of Oklahoma, Missouri, Kansas, Tennessee, Arkansas, a little bit of uh, Mississippi and Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Are you are you are you uh, an active guy? Or are you one of the uh, uh, like one of the cool ones? Guys? You can say it. One of the cool ones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, they you know they used to call us um, FTS, right? You know now they're yeah, so you were an FTS guy. Yeah. Well, and, and I was told by many people that, that that acronym, you know, first to suck, first to stitch, you know, <laughs> into it. a lot of active guys, you know. Yeah. But I listen, what, back in the day, that people. was true, though. Back in the day, that was true. Yeah. As soon as we hey, like, combined hey, that up hey. and people had to go to work, 
They were like, what do you mean I can't just make a yearly calendar, get to 24 and 4, and take the rest of the year off? We're right. Like, shit. We don't do that. You better not let hey, Sean DeWitt, you said that shit, man. Hey, I used to say, hey, we'd ask, hey, we'd ask Sean DeWitt all the time. He'd come into school all the time and be like, hey, Mass Chief, like, did you, you, I think you forgot an item off a of uniform. Did you leave your uh, warfare device? Like, He's like, oh, I don't have them, but I got these stores. You got these two stores over right. here. Yeah, I don't get it twisted there. I'm dual. I'm dual warfare, so I'm. There you go. See, that's why I didn't. I never would have known that you were FTS because you oh, took well, advantage I, of those two weeks a year, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I was a reserve. I was a reservist for all of about maybe six months. Yeah, there you uh, go. So, um, so Josh, talk about it. Tell me, tell us a little bit about like just your family and what got you started. Like, you know, how how did you how did you end up where you're at? Right? How did you get into the military? Where'd where'd you start? How'd you get here? Why'd you get here? Right? Why'd you join the uh, service? Think- what happened? So I joined um, the delayed entry program probably about six months after 9-11. Yeah, I think it was about six months. So um, I was a senior in high school when, when 9-11 happened. And um, I, always had to, I always had that draw, always had that, that, that feeling that I wanted to be in the military at some point. Like my dad was in the military. My grandfather was in the military. I come from a military background. Um, but I was, you know, my, I lost my father when I was eight years old. So basically it was just me and my mom. I'm a, I'm a only child. And so I, I, I went around mostly my, my life just always drawn to like people in uniform. My, my grandfather was also a retired um, Atlanta police officer. He was a, he was a detective. He was a captain for the Atlanta police department. And um, so I was always drawn to people in uniform and things like that. So I just remember being in, in school and watching movies and I just always got that goosebumps, you know, those emotional feelings whenever I'd watch like Black Hawk, Black Hawk Down, uh, uh, We Are Soldiers, uh, you know, all, yeah. My, one of my favorite movies growing up was Navy Seals. And, you know, so it, it was just always something for me that I was always drawn to. But when 9-11 happened, it really, you know, gave me that tug. I, I, I remember that speech that, that, that uh, President Bush made right after 9-11 and he stood up there and held up that badge. And, and, you know, I remember that moment as a senior in high school and I'm like, shit's about to hit the fucking fan. Like we're about to go to war. And my mother begged and pleaded for me not, not to do it. She was like, Hey, go to college. I'll pay for, I'll help you pay for college. You know, I'm her only child. I'm, I'm her baby. You know what I'm saying? And with the uncertainty of what was going on around 9-11, she was just like, Hey, I, you know, please don't, please, Please don't join the military and things like that. So I listened to her and I went to college for one semester and I pulled a 1.1 GPA. And my mom was like, yeah, you can go to the Navy now. You know what I'm saying? So, um, it's one way of doing it, right? Yeah, the money ain't that so, good. Uh, but, you know, I, I did go to college for like one semester and I just realized, hey, you know what? Like college is not for me right now. And I just always had that draw. And it was a ripple effect of people. There was some guys that I grew up with. We all joined the Navy right around the same time. Um, so it was like, I was like the third, you know, friend, group of friends ended up just, you know, joining the Navy right there. Yeah. Georgia. Josh, look, he said, wasn't that also your PPR 1.1? Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's Dan for me, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> luckily I got the GPA up. I actually finally graduated college, uh, you know, 20 years later last August. Shout out, shout out Post University. Congratulations. Trident University, all the yeah. NC universities. Yeah. A lot of people go to college for 20 years and they're called yeah, Navy sure. veterans. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's true. For sure. Uh, so but, what was your rate prior to uh, 
going in recruiting, Josh? What'd you do if, when you first joined in? I was an Eric guy, AW. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I did that for a couple of years. Well, you know, well, my first enlistment and then, um, um, got out after my first enlistment, you know, I was thinking the grass was greener on the other side. Um, it was around, uh, 2007 ish into 2007. So I was thinking like the grass was greener and got out, went back to college again. And, um, um, you know, then the economy tanked and, and then, you know, times were tough around now. I don't know if you guys remember that, but two, well, you yeah. guys were all in. You know? Oh yeah, we were we were reaping. The yeah, we weren't we weren't quitters, Josh. We didn't we didn't quit. We didn't quit. Right. So I got out, and but I joined the reserves, you know, right away to to get yeah. that, and um, you know, I met my um, my wife, well, my girlfriend at the time, um, and once you know, we uh, we dated for about a year. We we did things reverse. You know, we had the baby first instead of the marriage first. That's how we do it in Georgia, bro. That's, That's you a just gotta thing. try it out, right? That's you gotta how try we it do out. shit down here, bro. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I ended up uh, being in the reserves and then having a baby on the way, and I was bartending and trying to pay for college at the same time because we didn't have that nice, you know, nine eleven GI Bill when I when I first went to college or you know when I was yeah. college the second time. So, um, and ended up uh, you know putting a request in to go back on active duty and. And that's when they put me down in Panama City, Florida. So, so Julie, what's a PPR? Yeah, so, Julie, check this out. A PPR is, as a military recruiter, you got to put in so many people. Yeah. If you got a one point one PPR, that means you put in one point one people into the military every month. Yeah, person per recruiter. Yeah, and people that got a one point one PPR, they yeah, said you're trying, but you ain't succeeding. Right. I'll tell you right now, one point one PPR get your ass an EP in today's market. bro. One point one PPR crazy. make you national recruiter of the year right now. It's time, man. Not no, definitely was not one point one point one back in my day. You had to you had to break out what three to four. Yeah, right. You didn't have three or four. You was trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were talking. Oh, Morgan, you, you got to put in what you thought you what you thought it meant. Put put what you thought it meant in the comments, Morgan. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You could you could definitely do that. But here's the thing, though. Back then, like like putting people in the military, you take all the matrites, you know, people that don't go to boot camp, and you got to make them up. Like it's just it it's part of the hustle, you know. Like me and I were talking about that the other day. I was like, man. If I would have known really what pressure was like, like you calling me at like nine o'clock at night to tell me I need to get some shit together and realizing, man, we can't schedule nobody to maps at nine o'clock at night. Why am I taking this ass chewing? You know what I mean? But like back then to now, it's just a different thing. You know, and now recruiters are dealing with different pressures. I'm sure you see that all the time. And being a reserve ACR. Oh, shit. I don't envy you. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so Josh, you went to Millington too, right? You were a detailer up there, right? How'd you like yeah, that? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I when I when I left, yeah, Panama City, I did my 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 tours around the country and recruiting and stuff. Went to Michigan and San Fran, like like I said. But Millington was a complete eye opening experience. And if if, if you non Navy folks like Millet, Millington is where all the magic happens in the Navy. So that is, you know, that is the the headquarters for a lot of things that that happen. That's like the Army CENTCOM. Yeah, yep. that's where okay. we spend your tax dollars. Yeah. That's gotcha. what that means. And that's the thing, man. Like, like that they they pick the most odd place, right? To drop like where all the magic happens in the most boring, just like in the middle of nowhere place. Yeah. But we it's smart play. though. They yeah. want to make sure you work all the time. Right. We don't put on no fun shit here. We yeah. just need you to work. 
That's it. Yeah, I was like, That's where hey, they could appropriate the most land. If you're going to put it in Tennessee, like, could we had not gotten it closer to Nashville? You know what no, I'm saying? No, like, because then you would have had fun. Right. So, um, <laughs> yo, James. That's what I thought, James. That's what I thought, too, buddy. What do you say? What wow. did James say for the people Look who can't see? Look at James coming so strong. Oh, you can't paint. see it, Scott. No, I'm too far away from you. But it's on the, the people, other side of your room. No, but for the people who are listening on the podcast that can't see it. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, penis mean. pump retriever. And first of all, James, the, the <laughs> penis pump retrievers for us are the Marines. That's who run get our penis pumps, not so ourselves. They, okay. So they thought PPR standing for penis pump retriever. Yeah. That's wow. AKA United States Marine Corps. That's yeah, but how many times do you? <laughs> you said how many times do you what? Matt's on mute again. Yeah, Matt muted himself on accident. Oh, I hey. didn't know that that was something I shouldn't say. So when you say those acronyms, how many people tell you, I have no idea what the fuck you're saying right now? You're like, oh <laughs> shit, well, this is what that means. And then you look at it five minutes later and you go, never mind, it's not that funny. I'm not going to yeah. talk about it. So, so, Josh, so I guess fast forward. So you're, you're in Dallas now, you, you know, you hit your 18 year mark. Um, what else you got going on outside of just your military service? Anything well, else hold on before before we get into that, let's uh let's uh, take a little break here and pay the bills. Yeah, it's eight thirty. Yeah, and uh, shout out to my my son Casey for watching. Thanks, buddy. Uh, I had lunch with him today, and I was I was gonna say I couldn't get the word in edgewise earlier, but even talking with my son today, my twenty three year old son, not Tatum, the eleven year old, but talking with my twenty three year old son Casey was was very therapeutic for me today because I had not seen him in a while, so. We, we drove all the way down to my other daughter's house. He picked up some stuff. And just that ride alone was very therapeutic. So love you, buddy. That's all right. We'll be right back in a few minutes. Josh, we're here live on the Triple Threat Vet Podcast with my man, Joshua Hammonds. We're about to take a second to pay some bills because that's what we do. And you know this. And you know man. this. And you know man. Get ready to groove to the electrifying sounds of DJ Royalty, the maestro of mixing who knows how to turn any event into an unforgettable dance sensation. Royalty Entertainment is here to bring you the ultimate musical experience straight from the ones and twos in your ears and through your body to activate them dancing shoes. Get ready to sweat, party, and have a good time while your DJ needs are being blazed by none other than me, DJ Royalty. I have spent years crafting together a DJ entertainment empire that promises a customized blend of musical tracks, mix and mastery, and top quality sound, all while providing a vibrant ambiance to accommodate any of your DJ needs. Royalty Entertainment Services is your premier one-stop shop for top-tier musical entertainment and is hosted by yours truly. For more information, reservations, and booking, feel free to look around the website at GoDJRoyalty.com. I am DJ Royalty, and this has been another Royalty Entertainment production. Yeah. Gear up in style wearing Got Your Six Apparel. Every purchase makes a difference. It's more than just clothing, it's a statement of gratitude. Upgrade without breaking the bank. Discover cost-effective, high-quality clothing made in the USA. Each shirt is handcrafted by our team in the great state of Texas and shipped for free to your front door. Got Your Six is where quality meets purpose. We're a small veteran-owned business that takes pride in the mission and the value of our products. 
Join us in growing a community, supporting our heroes, veterans, and first responders by wearing a custom design. I thought you'd never ask. Visit sameflagsameoath.com and use the code triple threat for 10% off. Follow us on all social media platforms for any upcoming releases or events, and you can reach out to us with questions anytime. We are here to support our brothers and sisters. Off-roading. The art of getting dirty and going broke while slowly heading nowhere and taking all day to do it. Project Zero is a registered 501c3 with a mission to transform veteran and first responder well-being through our total wellness approach that addresses your mental, physical, and social wellness. We're still reflecting on a powerful year of impact with Project Zero. In 2023, we proudly served 198 first and frontline responders, military veterans, and their families through our transformative mental health programs, our outdoor programs, and our fitness programs. Find out more on our website, projectzero.com. Just get out there. Hey everyone, Mac Verdi here with Veteran Mortgage Solutions. As the founder of Veteran Mortgage Solutions, I am a US Army combat veteran. My team of loan officers are all military veteran. We are here to help our veterans. That being said, if you need to get pre-qualified for the home you saw down the street, if you want us to pull your COE for free, or if you just want advice or knowledge on your VA home loan, give us a call today. Go to my website, VeteranMortgageSolutions.com. I personally will give you $500 off towards closing costs. If you do not have a realtor, I have a realtor program with a realtor in your area that will also give you back money at closing. And those realtors are veterans or spouses of veterans. Here at Veteran Mortgage Solutions, if you call us, we will answer. You leave us a message, we'll call you back as soon as possible. Veterans mean the world to us and our customer service is 100%. Have a wonderful day. And if you are looking to use your VA home loan, reach out to the experts in the VA home loan industry. That is me, VeteranMortgageSolutions.com. Dude, absolutely one of the best movies So you're t- we're talking shit, but me and my daughter weekly, weekly. That's what we do. Weekly. Yeah. I keep them on deck, and she <laughs> might come around the corner and want to get it in. Now my dad's got to you know show her how. how we'll see. Get down. Me and my boys used to play that game, but BJ shot me <clears> right <throat> in the eye, like right in the eye. Well, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. So we don't we we had to so, stop that early. That's actually my daughter's. I cheated. I got her the shitty one. Like you got to cock it and shoot one yeah. around. And yeah. mine's battery operated. I'm just like coming around the corner, just just man, lighting her up. Yeah, I shoot the dogs with it too when when my wife's not looking. So oh, that that's true, Willis. I I was talking to Willis on the phone when my son walked into my office today, and I didn't know he was coming, and it scared the shit out of me. 
because he's he's not a small individual. It's like having another man in the house is it was strange. So yeah, absolutely, <laughs> Will. Right. Oh man. <laughs> so this is fun, man. Let's bring Josh back on. I love hearing this guy's story. I'm I'm interested uh, to hear the uh, the rest of his story, and and I want to talk about him being an ATL fan because I I think you can see I'm definitely an ATL fan as well. Yeah. Uh-oh. But wait a minute, hold on. Bring Josh. Hold on. One second. We might have a surprise in here. Yeah, blurry, blurry. Who is this? Might have. Hey, hey, I recognize the beard. I recognize the beard. I think. Yes, you do. Oh, I recognize oh. the. I recognize the clothes. Oh, you know, the wow. outfits, bro. The, the damn Versace cowboy. I recognize it. I mean, you no. never know what can happen on this show, right? You never know. You never know, America. You are now about to witness something amazing. Hey, there he is. What's up, there everybody? He is. My What's man. going on, brother? What's up? Oh, man, making life happen. My my earbuds aren't working right now, so I hope y'all hear me all right. Yeah, yeah we can hear you just fine. What's up, Bob? He's got to take You know, I'm here. I'm doing a shift tonight helping a friend of mine out over here in Richmond, but uh, I'm here, baby. I'm here with y'all. How are y'all doing? Man, oh, doing I just, great, brother. It's funny. Doing I great. just texted you, so. <laughs> so let me What's ask up, you David? this. Yeah, there you go, Bubba. So tell me, what do you what do you got going on important in the next week? So in the next week, we'll be at uh, Rodeo Houston, at the Rodeo Houston Hideout, which is like pretty much the biggest stage to play at Rodeo Houston, next to the main stage. And I will be playing after the one and only Jelly Rolls. There he is next week Wednesday. That's what I'm talking and about. There you go. I'm excited, man. That's like one of my favorite artists, and uh, so uh, I'm. I mean. When they called, when they told me that I was on that bill, I was like, "All right, there you go." That's gonna yeah, be I don't care show, what's so. going on. I'm gonna be there that day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, you know, care what's going on. I'll be there too. There you go. <laughs> well, real quick, I did want to say one thing, real quick. I want to give brother? you a huge congratulations, my friend. Yeah. Absolutely, new dad again. Yeah, thank you, guys. You congratulations up, on the so baby. I just texted you that, like, "Hey, congrats!" Yeah, but I didn't man. know if you were gonna yeah. bring it up. So yeah, yeah man, cool. so tell us what's hey, going on, man. That's what's why he's doing? out there helping a friend tonight. He got to buy them damn diapers, diapers right? baby. <laughs> that's right. Hey, that's so, right. So, I'm out here doing it. Yeah, that hustle going, never man. stops. That hustle never stops, baby. Yeah, yeah. So you got one on uh, the way, huh? Yes, sir. I got one so on the way. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited. Uh, we weren't. We were told that we couldn't have kids, man. So uh, it was pretty devastating to my wife. You know, we found that out in August of last year. And, uh, you know, but we serve a mighty God, man. And, and God had a totally different plan than what we expected. I mean, to the point to where her and I were already looking at fostering and, and adoption and, uh, and found out she was pregnant and we're, you know, beyond the moon, man. We're excited. That's what happens. You don't listen to, when you don't listen to, uh, uh, Bernie Max, see Bernie Max said, Sex is 50 pumps. But if you do 51, you can get the job done, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Love, love, know how to love, my man. That's it. Well, if we add, so, them, if we add them all up, it might have equaled 70 something. You know, oh, so there you go. Okay. Okay. What's the That's what happens, man, with my favorite song. You know, I can't get you out of my mind while you're sitting on my face. See, I, that's, that's very my, true. That's good. Hey, there it is. I know, I know how it goes down. Hey, I sent that, that song to my daughter, my son, and my grandma. I was like, you got to hear yeah. this, Granny. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'll be bumping that in the car. Hey. 
My wife likes to smile. Well, back in the day, Albert, that's the way it used to go down. Well, so, Bubba, I know that, that, that you got a lot going on today, but I know that you came on here today because you have yeah. something that you want to do and you want to announce Absolutely. something. So I want to give you that platform to announce what you okay. want. And we know that you're playing the hideout. Huge stage, huge honor, but I think you got something a little more cool than that to, to put out today. Yeah, so we had talked with uh, y'all, me and Matt have been talking about it, and, uh, you know, they give me some tickets and stuff to give away, and, and unfortunately a lot of those were given, are already taken and spoken for. But I wanted to highlight some veterans, man, and just give a shout-out to the veterans and do as much as I can to try to help out the veteran community. Uh, I know Matt and I and, and all y'all guys on the podcast have stayed close uh, after y'all invited me on the podcast. And, uh, so the reason I'm saying that is because I wanted to highlight some veterans at my show and to give some veterans some tickets to see jelly roll. And thank y'all guys. We were able to do that. So we will be giving away two tickets to jelly roll and I'll be giving away two VIP passes to hang out with us. We're going to highlight y'all at my show at the hideout on Eastern rodeo. And so what we're going to do for all the veterans out there, what you need to do is to, uh, Comments in the post. I'll be making a post on my personal page, Bubba Wesley, on Facebook. And all you have to do is post a picture of yourself, uh, what branch of the military you served in, and what years that you served the military. And you'll be entered to win two tickets to go see Jelly Roll and two VIP passes to come hang out with me after Dang. Jelly Roll. And of course, I'm going to be tossing in a hat and a t shirt for those veterans, man, because that's the least that I can do for all y'all guys and everything that's that y'all awesome. done to sacrifice for this country. So I truly, truly appreciate y'all, and I hope that uh, somebody out there very deserving wins these tickets and that his music and my music can speak to you in ways that it does. Music touches my soul. So hope that uh, we get to return that favor to some veterans. That's awesome. Look, look, the hats really awesome, brother. are off the hook, dude. The hats yeah. are great. So, <laughs> Thank you, brother. So I appreciate it. So do I have to apply for that? Do I have to put my name in the hat, Matt? Yep. I mean, yeah. if you want a free hat, but we know you can afford a hat, dude. I mean, come on now. Oh, <laughs> take food stamps, hey. right? But you, you could win. Yeah, you, you could win. Hey, hey, if you win, if you win, I'll throw some of my shades in there for you. All right, there we go. Oh, man, I, I didn't wear none tonight. I don't have any shades Ooh. on tonight. But yeah, I'll throw some in there for you. So I watched okay, a video yeah. about why you wear shades, and it's, that was so cool. So so the, the reason behind it was freaking epic. So, yeah. Yeah, dude. I, you, you know what? It, and it's just so funny, too, too, because, you know, hearing a lot of feedback, they were like, oh, I thought you were wearing that just because, you know, I mean – Lack of a better be cool. term, it's just douchey or cool. You know, I was like, no, it's because I didn't realize how much I disconnect myself when I close my eyes on stage just because, you know, I'm feeling the music. I'm doing my job and, and yeah. trying to make everybody in that crowd feel what I'm feeling. But when you close your eyes, that crowd doesn't pay attention to you. And I didn't notice wow. that until somebody mentioned that to me. And once I started noticing, I was like, okay, well, let me try the sunglasses thing. And seems there like that go. works a lot better than uh, closing my eyes on stage. There you, there you go. go. There you go. But yeah, that's man. awesome, man. We appreciate. Well, I appreciate y'all listening day. in and watching those videos too, man. That means a lot. Thank you. Yeah, yes, sir. Absolutely. It's all love, big dog. Congratulations. Thank you. Man. Well, we are family. all going to yeah. see you next week. All of us. Awesome. We're all going to. We're, we're, we're going to come out. We're going to see you. We're going to hang out. Uh, we can't wait to see what veterans win the tickets. Uh, the Triple Threat Vet Podcast will be there to help you guys get around. We'll make sure that you're ready to go. And Bubba, we just appreciate you doing what you do for veterans and yes. and, and taking the time to recognize them and appreciate all that they do. And uh, it comes through all the time. And every time we ever talk to you, interact with you, 
or we're around you, we can see that it's yeah. not just about veterans, but it's about helping in general, man. And we really appreciate yeah. you. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you all, man. It's like I said, I came from a, you know, my grandpa served, my brother served, and I just, my cousin's serving right now, and he's in some country that I don't even know, you know, the name of, you know, he's he's been in the military for a long time, so, and like him and I were as thick as thieves growing up, and he left the week after we graduated high school, so I've always wow. told myself if there's any way that I can give back, man, this is, uh, it's my platform and my time to give back, so I appreciate y'all boys helping me do that, and uh, giving me a platform to try to spread some kind of love to all the veterans, so thank y'all. Yes, sir. Yes, we love sir. You, brother. Thank I you. love you, brother, man. Good to see absolutely. you again. Man. Always. I love y'all guys, too, man. I can't wait to see y'all next week. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yes, sir. We'll all right, man. I love y'all guys. Thank y'all for all y'all do. And all, y'all be all good. The service, be man. Thank we'll you. see y'all next week. Later, guys. Yes, sir. That's awesome, man. Well, how about that? Bam. Hey, so now we should bring Josh on and let him know to go in there and register right yeah. now. Yeah, and absolutely. He can come down and hang out. It's only Dallas, bro. It's a couple hours. Yeah, it's a couple hours away. Yeah. Yeah, it's only like 30 miles away, but you're right. It is a couple <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, That guy's awesome, man. You can, yeah. I can't, I can't speak yeah, highly enough of Bubba Wesley, man. That he's good just, to go, man. I know that true... Bubba's also talking with uh, our friend Willis up in Kentucky. They're looking to try to get him to come up there and play in Kentucky, do some gigs up there and some shows. And for anybody that's out there, man, you just got to go follow him on on whatever music yeah. platform you listen to, Spotify, Amazon, Apple, whatever. The guy sings from the heart, and he plays great music. So, I mean, if you're just a music fan in general, I promise you can find something that he plays that you like. He's 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 legit. He's Absolutely. also getting – I meant to give him a shout-out, too. He's also getting radio. He's on the radio now. He's got yep. some radio spin. So, um, yeah, Fallen Stars on the radio. He's got some good stuff coming and, out. So. And let's, let's preface this, everybody. Did you see where this guy was tonight? He was helping a friend at a bar because they need help. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know what I mean? He wasn't out like in some place like trying to be like rock star life, man. That guy is truly a friend. He helps. He's out there helping people at bars because they need the help. And he's just, I mean, that's that's the kind of guy that he is. And he just resonates with us, man. So we can't wait to go hang out with him at the rodeo, see the show. You know, it's going to be a good time. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, Josh, Vinny wants to come down. Come on down, Josh. Short drive from Cincinnati to Houston. I mean, it's like 30 miles. So me and, <laughs> me and, me and Vinny was in Michigan together, man. I ain't talked to him in a while, but um, yeah, Vinny's a good, he's a, he's a solid yeah. guy. He always, he always goes by Josh and he's going to yep. know, he's going to know that I'm going to call him out on this. I go by Joshua, right? He goes by Josh and he always said that he hates Joshua because he's never UA. Is that right, Vinny? Vinny pushed me through the season, too. So there you go. You had, he pushed me through the season, too. That right? dude made a lot of Chiefs, bro. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah that dude made that. a lot. And was, and was, I mean, that guy, I mean, I, I'm sure you remember. <clears throat> he, there was there wasn't very many Chiefs. You know how it is. Like, you're going through the season. You got these 4 a.m., 5 a.m. PTs, and, you know, no one shows up. Man, that dude didn't miss up. He didn't miss yeah. shit. Every PT – Every event, like that guy didn't. I mean, he was engaged. Yeah, he's there. He was hey. all in and making goal and doing his job all yeah. in, all all the time. Hey, Josh, do you remember? Uh, this is for Vinny. Do you remember that nine one one tribute that we did out there in uh, Chicago? I, I'll never forget that, man. I remember you gave me like one of the best hugs. Then I always, I always look back into them times, Matt. You've been through a couple of those nine one one things that we did. The oh, yeah, nine eleven events, yeah. Man. But yeah, I, I definitely remember that. Good times with Vinny, man. So, shout out to my man V for watching. 
I, I could, we continue that tradition when I went to San Fran and ran the season out there. Yeah. We did it when I went through in Michigan. And when I tell you that, you know, people that have gone through what we call the chief initiation, the chief season, um, it's got so many different callings or meanings now, but um, people said that that is probably the most emotional part of the season. Oh, yeah. You know, the chief initiation season before COVID always happened around yes. that, right? Yeah. So it always happened, uh, what, November? Right now, I mean, 9-11 was like six days before D-Day, baby. You had to yeah. get that 9-11 ceremony in, and then it was time to go shopping. Yeah, yep. Yeah, so, yeah, that was great, man. Yeah. <clears throat> so now, man, so where you are now, so you you made senior chief. Yeah. Big dog status, military, big dog, man. I mean, you know, it is. Yeah, what it is. You know, it is. It is. Two percent club, bro. Yeah, two yeah. percent club. You know, so so what are so so what are the highlights about what you're doing now? Since you know, from when you came in to what you're doing now, what is it that you get joy out of doing and recruiting and stuff now that you're senior chief? Yeah, so it, it you know it's different, and I always you know I don't even know if he's still on, but like when you talk to guys, when you're a chief. And you talk to like your CR, your ACR. So that's your senior chief and your master chief for people that have been in recruiting. But, you know, they always they always tell you, hey, when you get to this level, you know, um, when you stop doing what you're doing as a chief and you get to a senior chief or a master chief level, you know, it, it kind of gets lonely at the top, as they say. Right. Um, and, you know, you start leading other chiefs. You start leading other, uh, you know, senior chiefs, even your peers at, at, at some point. But. I think, you know, that's what I'm doing now is I'm more or less direct, you know, leading other chiefs. And what's interesting and what's funny is I see a lot of my younger self, right? And my younger self was not always pleasant to be around sometimes, right? With with other leadership. I was, a, you know, I was, I'm hard-headed, I'm stubborn, um, I got a lot of passion, and that sometimes would get me in trouble, right? Um, but I see myself in those younger chiefs and so i think i get I, I do miss like leading directly leading junior sailors and leading like junior personnel um but to be able to kind of put you know my leadership skills and and my influence on the up up and coming chiefs you know that's that's something that i, I thoroughly enjoy and it's a passion of mine um yeah that's what's that's dope man so yeah. <clears throat> What has changed with you from the time, you know, coming in? So when you look at, when you talk about the development of who you are now, right? You know, and, and when you came in and how you saw the military when you first came in to where you are now, is it patience? Is it, Will patience be a word that you would describe as what you have more of now? Or if you had to describe a word to define what you are now or what things that you have encumbered to take on now that you did, that you didn't earlier on, what do, you, what do you think those things are? Um, I mean, patience, yeah, but I, I think I think maturity. Mm -hmm. and, and I know that, that that's 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 kind of like the direct opposite of being humble. Like when someone says, like, oh, I'm more mature now, but like I am. Like, I mean, I remember having a conversation with Dwayne Rosser, Master Chief Rosser, right? And here I was a second class. And I remember I was just like, I was a high performer, but I was always like, you know, my leadership's out to get me or my leadership's trying to screw me over or, you know, they don't care about me. They don't this, they don't that. And it was always me, me, me. And I remember, I will never forget, man, he comes down to Panama City, Florida for a visit. 
the whole leadership comes down there. And, and anybody that's never met Master Chief Rosser, right, Dwayne Rosser, um, I always kind of compared him to Tukey Williams. Probably not a good comparison, yeah. but he's a big dude, right? And he's very intimidating, right? Um, very intelligent, very smart. But he comes down there and he pulls me aside. He puts me, you know, back in the back office. And I'll never forget that moment. Um, and I remember telling him, I'm, it, it just came full circle after I talked to him. I said, you know what, Master Chief, like, you're not, you're not sitting up there, uh, you know, in your office thinking about how you can screw over Petty Officer Hammonds. How you can put, you know what I'm saying? Like how you can, you know, put the screws to Petty Officer Hammonds or how you can get Petty Officer Hammonds. And I was like, you know, I just need to get out of my own way. And he reaches over with his big ass hand, right? And shakes my hand. He said, congratulations on your first learning experience on being in the Navy. You know, and I'd have been in the Navy for about probably six or seven years at that point. And I think that was like a turning point for me was like, you know what? Like, it ain't about you all the time. You know what I mean? And I, I was just a recruiter. I was not in charge of anybody. But I think like, you know, and I mean, it, it's not like I just got it then that day, but that was like the starting point of me to realize that like, you know, leadership's not always out to get me. And I I had to have conversations with Dan McKenna, you know, Master Chief McKenna. He had to break me down and even as a chief and say like, hey, man, like, it's not always your leadership's fault about <laughs> this, that. you need to take some freaking responsibility. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, I just think experience and a little bit of maturity um, to realize that we're all just kind of cogs in this machine. And you just need to take, you know, take control of your lane. And your lane is whatever you're responsible for. Yeah. If it's people, then take take responsibility for people. You know what I mean? So, yeah. 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 You know, recruiting is a very stressful job, right? On all aspects, I know maybe I don't know. I haven't been in it for a while now that I've been retired, but I know that it was it's a lot of pressure. You deal with pressure all the time. You know, you have what do they call it? Uh, 36 one month tours when you when you take on a recruiting job. Right. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of times that pressure and that stress that you have, it can it can it can take a toll on you. Has there ever been a time, Josh, that you say that you felt like you weren't OK? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You do oh, yeah. I mean, was that? And how did you, what did you do? What are some things that you did to help get yourself out of that? Are you still dealing with that? I mean, yeah, I mean, there, there's, there's, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I still, and it's, I think it's, that's where you need to be, even no matter what your layer of leadership is, I think you need to be open and, um, and honest with where you, where you are sometimes. And even if, look, look, here's the deal. Just because you're a, a chief, a senior chief, a commander, a lieutenant commander, we got lieutenant commanders, we got captains, we have we've had admirals make that ultimate decision, right? To you know, take their life because they were under some type of mental health crisis. So it doesn't matter just because you're rank you're ranked, you're not immune, right? And your age you're not immune to to where you're at. But yeah, I mean there's there's been times, you know, throughout my career, both as a a non-recruiter and you know um as an air crewman and even as a recruiter that you know i've been stressed out to the point of you know uh this is just really difficult and really hard to process sometimes you know somebody told me um um a couple of years ago that being in the military is kind of being institutionalized you yeah know? and you know i didn't ever really understand that until yeah you just you realize that you know there's a lot of there's a lot expected of you and sometimes it's hard to, you know, match those expectations and yeah. keep that afloat sometimes. But I'll never yeah. forget um, 
there was a time where I had to call my wife, you know, and, uh, yeah. and, and have her meet me, you know, you know, at a, at a place and said, Hey, you know what? Um, I'm not, I'm, I'm okay, but I just needed to call you and I needed you to meet me here, you know, and, and, yeah. and, you know, my wife is my best friend. Yeah. And, you know, she, you know, um, yeah. Yeah. But you knew you had to make that call. Yeah. 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 So, you know, and, and you gotta be okay to make that call, you know, and that's the thing is you gotta have people in your network, in your circle, you know what I'm saying? Um, that and you gotta be okay with, with saying, Hey, I got a problem and I need some help and I need to fix it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what's up. I think you can get a little taboo though. It's yeah. always taboo. But I think the higher you go up, you have to almost like mask how you feel like for see, sure. And I think, I think, you know, uh, Scott and Matt and Al, I think you guys can vouch for this, but once you make chief, it's like, nobody cares. Sure. You, know well, you, you learn really quick when you go through that season that it's not about you anymore. Right. It's not about you. It's about the people that are under you, the people that you lead, the people that are following you. Right. Cause when you put khakis on and walk into the door on Monday morning, they're going to go chief. What do we do? They don't give a shit if you've been a chief for a day or 10 years. You're wearing khakis with an anchor. It's time to go to work, right? So we try to instill that. But the thing that I, I would tell you, Josh, coming from where you're at, right? We all have seen that from leaders in the military. We come in. We don't know shit, right? We're working hard. We're trying to figure it out. And then we ascend that ladder, right? And so then you become comfortable. You make chief, and now you're leading people, and you're doing what we call all the time God's work. We're leading sailors or we're leading soldiers, and we're, and we're doing the work that it takes to defend the country. The biggest challenge, me, Al, Scott, Ty, a lot of the people that are in our comment section today have found, is that getting out is the biggest challenge. Yeah. Because now you've gone from leading people, right? And people care about what you say. You know, that's one thing we talk about a lot is people look to you to make the decision because you have to have the answer, right? There's no choice. You need the answer. It needs to be made. Let's go. And then you walk out, and you know the Monday after you retire, people are like, "I don't, I don't even care." Like, right? You yeah, you ain't shit no more, really. I mean, you're like, what? So I would tell you that there's a lot of time where you need to prepare for that because in the civilian world, people like we learn a certain skill set to work together, be a team, know what it's like to work with everybody that's different than you, and everybody has one purpose, right? Al talks yeah. about it all the time. I'm not down there for a country. I'm down there for the people to my left and my right. That's what's the most important. They got to go home to their families. They got to go home to the people that, they're, that they love, the people that are counting on them. It's all for our country, but you get to a, like, there's more of a, a deeper bond than that when you get into those things. So yeah. what people don't realize in the civilian world, right? We'll give advice or we'll offer, you know, answers or anything. But it's too direct. We're too direct. Like they're they're not kind of ready for that. You know what I mean? And so there's a big learning curve to that. And once you learn how to kind of kind of go through that, it kind of makes it easier. But I would tell you because you're coming up on it, right, Josh? You said a couple years. The best thing you can do when you get out is surround yourself with a yeah. veteran community, the VFW, the American Legion, a nonprofit, people that have come from the world you've come from is going to be the easiest transition. Yeah, because you're going to be able to talk to them about their struggles. What did they? What, what what kind of things did they deal with? So for anybody out there that's getting out, find your veteran community. That's I mean that's what's going to help you. That's why we do what we're doing right now, right? I mean, yep. 
So Matt, Josh said something. And Josh, you said something that I, I thought was was, and it, it kind of t- it, it when we start talking about Chiefs and Chiefs season, bro. And I don't care how long you've been out or where you're at. Like it, you we you, we all Im- immediately go back to that moment, right? That that yeah. place in time, right? It, it feels like it just yeah. happened yesterday, right? Like you know, if it, 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 you have this feeling, but for me, you know, looking back, if if I could change one thing, to be completely honest, is like you said, like the whole. You know, it's not about you anymore. It's not about you anymore. It's not going to ever be about you again. It's not going to be about you again. And I push that same thought process, right? And there's a reason behind that, right? There, that's not just us saying, yep. "Don't give it." But if I could go back and do it again, and I, and you know, the the greatest, I guess, one of the greatest thing in my military career that I had the opportunity to do is before I left North Carolina. I was, you know, I was ACR North Carolina at Raleigh. I had the opportunity because of COVID, we were broke up into Tayox, right? So I had the opportunity to push my own season, right. And to kind of act like the CMC and do everything yeah. and do the final acceptance. But if I could go back and do it again, I would make sure that I caveated that whole, it's never about you again, ever was to make sure that and I'm sure there's chiefs out there that are doing it, but make sure I reminded those individuals and I pushed the narrative that says, Hey, it's not about you anymore, but you ain't good to anybody at all. If you ain't taking care of yourself first, if you yeah. don't have your shit in one yeah. second, you're not okay. And you're stressed and you, you know, I, I think, and I got blinded by that whole, you're not, you know, it's not about you, not about you. So in my head, as a young chief, I was thinking, man, I'm, I've got these issues and I got this shit I'm dealing with, but it's not about me. I can't let that through. Yeah, like, and Dan, said, Dan, Dan nailed it. Big, that big math, that big mass, right? You put on a mask, yeah. but you know, so then all of a sudden my stuff is, is falling apart and, you know, I'm having troubles in my home life and I'm having yeah. financial or whatever. Right. If I could push, go back and do it again, I would make sure that I really, drove home and pushed the whole it is not about you as far as leadership's concerned but it is about you because you have to take care of you and you have to take care of yourself first before you can ever take care of anybody else right you have to be able to have have that pressure relief valve in your life to relieve pressure like you said you it's your wife and she's your best friend same in my life my wife's been my best friend we married for you know married twice maybe married 23 years (laughs) with a small reserve breaking service right but right you have to have those people and like matt just nailed it right when you get when you get out it does not get any easier like and and my boy said atkins is on here i mean i i I love that dude that is is everybody's freaking like that's crazy though think about this al and everybody that's on here scott ty and josh i know the same how many times and we're all guilty have you given someone some advice you freaking take yourself, yep. bro. Every, I mean, right? I was, yeah. This is what we got to do to get you help. I care yep. about you. I care about getting the thing you get. And then the other funny part is the people that we love and trust the most: our best friends, our wives, our spouse, our kids. All these people that are with us, they tell us the same thing that we need to do it, and we're like, "Nah, I'm good." Hey, Gerald, like, my man, that, that's the man right there, yeah. bro. Gerald's you on here. You know what hey. I mean? Like, no, yeah. you're right, hundred percent. Follow your own advice. Yeah. It's hard. I think it's hard. And it is hard. It's very hard because you right. can't have the chink, right? You can't have right. the chink in the armor. Can't look, I can't yeah. be the one that's weak. I have to be strong for everybody. But yep. what we don't realize is having some vulnerability is great leadership. I mean, you're really still, at the end of the day, you're still, I mean, I've always, I always say this every single time. At the end of the day, you're still a human being. Yep. You know what I mean? Like one of my sailors today was all like, hey, senior chief, you're important. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not, a, I'm not as important as you think I am or you, you say I am. He's like, no, yeah, you are. You're a senior chief. I said, no, big dog. I said, my <laughs> position is important, right? But I'm just like you. I'm as important as you are. And this yeah. was the second class. I'm like, you and I are on the same playing field as far as what's important yep. in you, right? Um, but, yeah, it, it, it is. And you've got to – and I've had to learn, right? I've been a chief for uh, 
I mean, since what, 2016? So I made chief of my 10-year mark. My man. Right? Mm, okay. Me too. Yeah, it's not a flex or anything, but like half of my naval career yeah. when I get done, and there's other guys out there that made it younger, and there's guys out there that have been a chief longer than me, but half of my naval career will be, you know, as, as a chief. Yeah. And it, it, it's like it was so much easier when I was a junior sailor to ask for help. Right. But we, yep. when we go through the season, they try to break you and try to make you ask for help. Right. When we yep. go through the season. Right. And that's the piece you forget. That's the, that's the first thing I forgot. Right, like forget. once, once I put on the khakis, yeah. or like Matt said, Monday Just morning, walk around, in the door. I forgot. Walk like, in the door. Oh, shit, I need help. I was like, yeah. Like, you know, you're supposed to have, you're supposed yeah. to have all the answers. You're supposed yep. to this and supposed to that. But yeah. and I'm <clears throat> like, I'm not, I'm not trying to ramble about it, but it's like you, you, I've had to realize even as a senior chief, that it's okay for me to not be okay. Yep. It's like one yeah, of my yeah. favorite. For sure. Well, but you know, the other problem is that like, not to put one over the other and, and do the same thing that happened the whole time that I was in and I was in and Scott was in. But when you look at the chief's mess itself, there was always like a stigma between fleet chiefs that were on ships and did their thing. Then you got guys that recruit and they stay there. And the problem is that like there was a divide there, you know, and, and what we as CRF chiefs never really took into account is those fleet chiefs have that room to walk in, right? Any time of any day, it's on the boat. Like you can't get away from it. It's there. So you have your network there in person on deployment with you every day. Whereas us, we're horrible at it. We would just need to pick up the phone, but we wouldn't do it. We would wait until the monthly meeting and then we'd bitch and complain and talk about what we didn't like. But we would, there was very few people that would reach out all the time and ask for help. You know what I mean? Yeah. But a lot of those fleet chiefs, what I remember them coming in, because they were in that arena where they had that sounding board every day. They just had a different mentality, right? And we, I, I don't know why, but for a lot of it, it's like we couldn't get on the same page with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was it was foreign to us because we didn't go through that as career. You know, Matt, I wonder if it's because of the, like because in recruiting, it's the, I think it's the competition, right? Yeah. If you go back to like the fleet, I mean, they're competing to a certain degree for evals. It's like anybody in the military. Sure. But in recruiting, it's a different level, right? You have such high pressure from from everywhere, bro. The pressure is all around yeah. you every day, every all day because. It's it's not like you know you you've done something great you like this fleet chief you punched out you go home everything is good tomorrow if I didn't fix the shit today tomorrow it'll be there when I get there yeah, recruiting yeah, yeah. it's the opposite right if it ain't if you don't fix it today you are gonna be in somebody's office tomorrow getting For your sure. ass handed to you right so you have all the in the competition so yeah then but remember it, too competition drives success however it also causes a divide yeah. between people because now you're my competition Matt so. Sure. I don't want to let you see that I'm weak or let you see that I'm having an issue because yeah. shit, you might use that against me when it's all bullshit. It's but all see, that's, smoke and that's mirrors. unique. That's unique to us because here's the thing. I remember talking to a lot of people that were way smarter than me and that were master chiefs. And the thing that used to sit with me a lot when I was in recruiting is if you look at the fleet, when you make chief, you were a chief, right? You walk around the room, you're the chief. Yeah. But they said, you don't really arrive. As a career recruiter, until you make senior chief. Right. Well, it's, look at So it was look, like an opposite mentality, right? A chief was just another person we could put in a division, run a station, do these things. And when you made senior chief, almost like you were legitimate. And I used to think about that, and it was kind of true because, you know, we should have put more emphasis on that, right? And we kind of didn't always, but, you know, there, there was few that worked out. But, but like, like, it's. Well, at what point does the. And, 
and I got to jump in on this one. Sure, for sure. The, what you said, you don't make it, you, you don't arrive until you make senior chief. You know, like, at what point does that bullshit stop, right? Correct. Like, uh, because I'll tell you this, I've seen um, a lot of people make chief that probably shouldn't have been. And I've seen mm -hmm. a lot of first classes, right, that in their career that probably should have been chief, right? And mm -hmm. we don't sit those boards. We don't make those decisions. But, like, but then once you make senior chief, it's like, oh, but then you got to be a master chief. And then when you make master chief, then it's like, but but now you got to go to region and you got to do a region tour, you know, sure. all these things. And it's a rat race that, um, I mean, if it's fun for you, man, go for it. But yeah. like all that stuff should, all that stuff should drive you, man. That stuff well, is temporary. Well, Matt, uh, uh, you know, said commented and what he said to Matt yeah. was, was very, well, not that comment. His first comment was Matt. I think it's, it's because recruiting was dog eat dog. Right. Yeah, and we were proud to show weakness. I think that's an, I, an accurate, very accurate statement because absolutely. we like to hide, not, not our people, but we like to like, sh like highlight weaknesses of others. Like, see, look at, look at my numbers. Look at me. Like you, yeah. right. So we, we had a habit of that and he's absolutely right. When it comes to the SCA, like it's very, it's very eye opening, Right. So, now, I, it's, I was, it's feeding that machine, bro. It's feeding the machine of like, you got to be number one. We got to make this goal, right? We got to we, we got to put people in boot camp. We got to defend the country, and you need to be the best at what you do. Like yeah. you got to be the one. And so we're driven to compete, to 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 make those numbers, yeah. to be number one, right? Like yeah. that's kind of what it was when I came in. It changes here and there, and it goes back and forth. But you know, said said it right. It's like, hey, you got to be number one. So if you got to be number one, there's what you got to do. But when you go to the SEA, you learn real quick. It don't matter who's number one. Well, right. you know, so Matt, you I would, that different perspective. I will say this, you know, when you when you when you deal with that, because we're talking a lot about recruiting, right? And you gotta be number one in this dog eat dog. One of the issues that happens is what happens when that's over with and you go home? You're not yet. Yeah, yeah. They don't give a damn about what you did in recruiting. They don't give a damn about who number one you are. Right now you're sucking as a dad because you're trying to take that recruit amount mentality home and none of us care anything about that we're tired of hearing you on the phone dpr and all night we're tired of hearing about somebody who couldn't go they're tired of that right so yeah. when that's all off and you got to go home and you used to be the man right when you was in recruiting you were the man you were the cape you were the man you were the go-to right when that's all said and done and you got to go home and you're just a man you're just dad and just whoever yeah. right you, i'm just al fucking right. hero now bro i ain't seeing chief no more right so, um but that's yeah I will say this too, and, I, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip the coin and and add a caveat because I had a bunch of fleet chiefs that I was super cool with, right? Sean, yep. you know Sean San and Bob Spar and all these guys that I was super tight with because we both we, we all were downrange at one point in time. We had a, we had the combat experience together, and I argued with them all the time as a recruiter when I was in Meridian because they were like, "Well, you you recruiters," and I, I'll tell a motherfucker real quick, say what you want about recruiters, but let me tell you, Matt said it earlier, right? Matt was like, oh, they can just go into a room. And they, I was like, try, we have to do everything that any fleet chief has to do when it, when it involves sailors or, or, or troops, right? We have to do evals. We got to do ranking boards. We got to do, nothing changes as far as what the leadership side of that coin is, right? All that still got to get done. But Often hey, in like groups of one or two. Well, that's what I was about to say. So talk that shit all you want, fleet yeah. chiefs. But we have to do that shit across four states with People got goals and missions and everybody's running. We still have to get all that done yep. and still yeah. meet mission. So hey, we can't you, we can't show it. up in the ship and say, all right, everybody's taking the day off. We don't give a shit about nothing else. Let's get it done. We had to get that done and make it happen no matter what. So I'll tell you something ironic, Al. So every I would say a majority of uh when 
you know, I've been in recruiting districts and you're sitting in it. We've all seen it. Like we just sometimes are like two different messes. We, PRF. I hate that shit, by the way. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I there's, hated there's, it too. There, there's, there's one chief's creed. There's not a CRF creed. There's, there's none of that. Right? <laughs> but there's, right. Uh, but every chief, every chief that, that, uh, that was a non, uh, recruiter chief, you know, CRF chief, when they went back to the fleet and I, and I still spoke to them, I still yep. had the relationship with, they would call me back and they'd be like, bro, going and being in this environment made me such a better chief when I went Hands back out. because of the, you got to learn communication. Yeah. You got to like, you're a problem solver. You're a master problem solver in the fleet, in the fleet. resourceful. Right. Yeah, resourceful in the fleet. Yeah. You're you're leading a, um, you know, you're leading a bunch <clears> of chapters <throat> in recruiting. You could be leading your peer. Like I was yep. a first class, and I had two chiefs that were in my recruiting station that I was yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think you went through the season with one of them, Scott Marcia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, man. It, it, yeah. Like, you know, and I did my when I did my tour in Millington, I was the only CRF out of like 500 chiefs in a mess, and it yeah. was really eye opening. And it, and I'll tell you what, it made me a better chief, yeah, because yeah. I was around, you know, a, a bigger chief's mess, um, one that didn't involve recruiting and numbers and things like that. But yeah, they told me all the time, man, I don't sit, I don't, I couldn't do what you do. I mean, they would tell me that, you know, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think at the end of the day, man, my, one of my favorite quote, quotes is, "You can't go broke taking a profit." So it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter if you're a CB or in recruiting or anything like that. Yeah. And you're a chief, and when you're in charge of people, you gotta take. Like I said, you gotta you gotta control your lane. You gotta take care of what's in your lane and what you're responsible for. Yeah. Before you do it, Rich Scott, I just want to say, I, I just want to give a quick shout out. I know you about, we about to jump into this hot seat. I just want to tell Ren Bevins a uh, shout out to, you can take me down. I don't need to be, you can take me off screen. I just want to give a shout out to my boy, uh, Ren Bevins. He, uh, he actually put my pool in this house seven years ago. I walked outside. He was, uh, we're doing his job. He's a big monster, muscle head country boy, and he was like, "He's hey, the pool Navy. recruiter." Yeah, we ended up. Yeah, I ended up putting him back. We get him in the Navy, and he's recruiter of the year in North. I Carolina. met that guy. Yeah, he's yeah. We, me and Matt went down to his station as civilians and hung out with him. So he's on here watching. Just want to tell you, I got you, brother. If you need anything, let me know. So, hey, is that the guy you? you yes, me, that's oh, the guy. See, once again, that's the guy I yeah. called Josh about. I was like, "Hey, I need. Can you hit?" And he did. He was like, "Can you?" I was like, "Can you hook my boy up?" get him back to his family and all this stuff. So yeah, once again, that, you know, it's, it's networking and us doing what we do. So yeah. anyways, I'm out of here. Ah, yep. uh, all right, here we go. You know what time it is. It's about that time of the podcast where we put our guests, my man, Josh Hammonds in the hot seat. I know he's seen this. I know he knows where I'm coming from and I know he knows it's about that time to get that. Oh, so we're going to start it off. Josh, you ready? Yeah, yeah. All right, man. So you told me, uh, you told us earlier that you are from the ATL. You said you're not from Atlanta. You're from the ATL, right? I need to know from you. Who are your top five ATL artists of all time? No particular order? No particular order. Yeah, well, I love Outkast. Um, Outkast fan. I love Usher. Um, um, Ludacris. Okay. Yeah, Chris Lover Lover. Yeah. Uh, he was a DJ back in the minute before he became a rapper. Um, I think. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, I can't think. I mean, you know, as far as the Atlanta music, I mean, that's, I can't think of anybody else that, that I really follow. Yeah! Uh, I think you got me stuck on that one. You got three. I got two more. This is ATL we talking about, yeah. man. This yeah. is ATL. But, like, yeah, I'm trying to think, man. Uh, you like can't I'm, consider yourself a true ATLian if you only know three artists of the ATL, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to thank him stuff on that one. Okay. Um, well, I'll just tell you, I'll just tell you right now. Remain the breeze from Atlanta. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We take that one. Yeah. Give me one more. See, yeah, I mean, Goody Mob. There you go. That'll work. I'll take the Goody Mob. Man, you was about to be, man. Everybody in the ATL is throwing rocks at the, throwing rocks at the radio right now. Yeah. All right, you got through that one. It was a little rough, but you got through that one. All right, here we go. If you were being robbed in the alley and you knew these guys were serious, man, like they were going to do something to you, what's the one thing that you would wish that they didn't do? Did they, am I by myself? You by yourself, man. You getting robbed in the alley. It's about to go down. If they go, they gonna do something to you. What's the one thing that you like, dog? You can. I know y'all gonna do something to me, but don't do this. Um. Yeah, I, I, I mean, probably would add me. Like, I'm, I'm terrified of like, like I, I was joking the other day. I'd rather be shot than stabbed. So like, yeah, just bypass that altogether. So don't shoot me, don't stab me? No, I'm saying if I had a choice between being shot or stabbed, I'd rather be shot than stabbed. I just yeah. All right, so you said don't stab me. So if you in an alley and they about to get you, you just hey, dude, just don't stab me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got you. All right. What, what are your Morgan Gosh, yeah, don't yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Give me your three guilty pleasures. Um, probably like late night Andy, yeah, late night snacks, Oreos, peanut butter Oreos. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's that's one right there. Um, see. um, yeah. Come on, Josh. I know you're nasty, man. I know how um, Al, Al, Al could tell you three that'll blow your mind right now. I'm gonna tell you right now, Lauren Hammonds is watching this right now. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's what that's why you're in the hot seat, man. But you gotta be real. You gonna you gonna cover it up because Lauren Hammonds is in the house, or are you gonna give us the real deal? You married, right? You married? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, my wife knows mine. She yeah, knows Yeah. Yeah. Um no, nah, I mean I am just about to keep it clean and simple, man. Uh yeah. Peanut podcast, man. You can do it. Go yeah. give it to us. The world want to know. Yeah, that's what happens when you get in this hot seat. Mom might hot. be watching this too, right? Yeah, so. that's why it's hot. That's why yeah, this seat yeah. is hot. You might as well get it out, man. Yeah, Asian. Huh? Yeah, wife knows about that. A- Asians. Okay. Yeah. That's two. One more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, yeah, I got him, man. I got him going, man. Yeah, you got me. Up now, right? <laughs> yeah. um, Omar, what are you doing? Nobody's looking. What do I do when nobody's looking? It's your guilty pleasure. Like, is it something, it, it, even if they are looking, whatever, but something that's yeah. guilty pleasure for you? 
probably just um, trying to think. I do it every day at work, but it's probably like just skate off from work and that's okay. what I'm doing. Yeah, I don't know, like social media, I guess, you know? All right. Gotcha. All right. Here you go. We're going to turn it up a notch. What would be some advice that you would give to someone who felt like giving up? They just wanted to give it all away. But you, man to man, what would be some advice that you would give them? Find something that that, that if you if you were to give it up and, and basically give up on life, you got to find who would that affect the most. And when you have that person, person or that 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 certain somebody pictured in your mind, think about the pain that that would do to that person. And that should outweigh any decision that you are ever going to have um, to to hurt yourself or, or probably do, you know, suicide is a uh, permanent solution to a temporary problem. Right. You know, so picture that one person that would hurt the most, who it would destroy their life or impact their life the most before you do anything crazy. I'm sure. All right. Now, you're a Navy man. You know, we go by the core values of honor, courage and commitment. Out of those three, which one is the most important to you and why? Honor. Yeah, so I'm a big, like, stand by your word, do what's right, even if it doesn't feel right. I mean, even if it's not, even if it's uncomfortable, I'm a big, yeah, do, do what's right uh, when no one's watching, um, do what's right, even if it's not popular. So I would have to say honor for sure. Uh, if you ain't got honor, man, like, uh, you need to do some reevaluating life gotcha okay i'm gonna ask you because you look like you're a football guy in your opinion who's better bo jackson or barry sanders Herschel walker no i said bo jackson or barry sanders and why oh well uh yeah i had to i had to throw Herschel walker in there because uh you know georgia boy but bo jackson bo jackson is probably the freakiest athlete that's ever raced our planet i mean gotcha. i mean you know what the guy like had a, a dislocated um hip. yeah hip he ran so damn fast he like popped his hip hip out you know and if bo jackson one that got hurt right let's let's talk about it for a moment if he wouldn't have got hurt man he probably would have gone down as a hall of fame baseball player as well yeah you know, a two two-way player i love me some barry sanders but i gotta go with bo jackson and that hurts me as a georgia fan because he's a war eagle you know he's an auburn Auburn Tigers, so. Gotcha. Okay. All right, here we go. Josh, what do you feel is wrong with the world today? Um, that the whole world feels like that they're owed something and that, that their opinion matters. I think you get a lot on social media that it's like everyone as a specific gratification that I got to put my opinion out there and I got to put my, my thoughts and feelings out there and that everyone to respect it. At the end of the day, like your opinions don't always matter and they hardly ever do. Um, and they shouldn't matter to, to people really for that, for that matter, unless it's your inner core, your small you know, circle of family and friends. But I think that's, I think it's social. I think social media is the devil's playground is what I like to call it. So yeah. Gotcha. yeah. Okay. I like that. All right. You're giving you're giving notice that you only have three days to live. That's it. 
you, you got this deadline. You got three days left. How would you spend those three days and who would you spend it with? My family. Yeah, my wife and kids. I mean, that's no question. I mean, if I only had three days to live, it's it's every single day and um, hardly ever going to sleep. But yeah, I'll be spending it with my wife and my children. And my wife and I just had this conversation a week ago that that's my, my dream, man, is to, to live the you know the last few days of my life was surrounded by my loved ones. So, um, yeah, that's it. That's how I'd want to go out in this world. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. You've been around the military for a while. You've been around a lot of great leaders. You've been around a lot of great people, young, old, however it may come. What do you say is the best advice that you've been given? Um, the best advice that I was given was um, let your heart be bigger than your tongue, right? So, mm -hmm. what I took from that was, is, hey, you know, let let what's here be bigger than what comes out of your mouth. And sometimes your tongue can get you in trouble. Um, another one is, you, you know, God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason. So it's best to listen, but always respond. Yeah, those are the things that have driven me as a leader. Gotcha. All right, last one. And this is for the people. This is for everybody who's out there listening. This is for Matt. This is for Al. This is for my man, Ty. This is for me. It's on the line. Josh, in your opinion, which one of these two artists are better? For whatever reason you want to make it to be. Michael Jackson, our friends. I, I grew up a Michael fan, so that's easy for me, right? Um, yeah! Michael, right? But here's the deal, though, and I know this 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 topic's been brought up many, many times before the podcast. All right, check it out. Prince is a hell of a musician. Michael Jackson is an entertainer, dancer, and I'm gonna tell you why my my opinion matters. And I'm just being a hypocrite of what I said earlier. I never saw a grown ass man faint and cry over a Prince performance, but you saw it all the damn time on Michael Jackson. Michael I Jackson. Know you know, man. Okay. <laughs> best entertainer to ever live. People still replicate Michael Jackson today. Usher, Justin Timberlake. I mean, performers are always trying to emulate him. I love Mr. Prince, but you don't see a lot of people copying him. So there's that. There you go. Bye. Right. You heard it. You heard it, ladies and gentlemen, live. We hey, look at the eyes. smile on his face right <laughs> look, now, dude. I was having a bad day. My day just got better, man. <laughs> Listen, I, uh, I appreciate you, Josh. I appreciate it. I don't know if you did that personally for me or not, but I would just tell you personally, you made my day, my brother, and I appreciate that. Not that, I, not that I'm against Prince by any means, I love you can't take away Michael, Michael Jackson, man. You just can't do it, and I'm glad somebody else in the world. I thought I was, I, I was beginning to think I was on an island on my own. But I don't know. But here it goes. Here goes the bag. Here. Hey, if you can show me a video of a grown ass man passing out watching Prince perform, I'll change my answer. There you go. Right. Yeah. Okay. People. I mean, they had like ambulances <laughs> on standby, putting people on stretchers, just seeing Michael dance. Right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> There you go. You can put the bread. You can put the paper bag on all you want to. I know. Anytime beat it comes on, Billy Jean, you know, it's human nature. All those songs, and then 
you know. It's cool. Who would you let take your kids out for ice cream? It's not about the kids, a, man. I just, I just it's not about the kids, man, because <laughs> these things are not being confirmed, brother. Hey, man, I mean, hey, he didn't ask the babysitter. Al, Al, he said Al. entertainer. Hey, you make Thriller, man. Thriller. But this is the thing, Al. Why, <laughs> even if you were worried, why would you let your kids go to Michael Jackson's house by themselves? Period. Even if it doesn't matter. I'm going to get paid. I can See, pay there you go. You I said it. Therapy, bro. People were trying to get paid off of Michael Jackson. That's <laughs> right. what it was, man. Like, man, Michael Jackson. Could you imagine Michael Jackson trying to do something to somebody? Hey, Al. I think I think Morgan wants you to keep the bag on. <laughs> said it looks good. Oh, uh, hey, my best look actually. Well, Josh, man, we appreciate you, big dog. I know the hot seat was a little bit hot. Some of them questions was kind of tight, but you did it. You did good. Yeah, bro. I was like, man, yeah, he bro. is giving that dude what the you, fucking business yeah, right what you now. Don't, what you don't want to get in an alley? Man, I would have went right to butt stuff. Like, yeah, I that's, that's, you, that's where I was going. <laughs> hey, man, you, you can shoot hey, me. You can stab you me, gun, man. Shoot me, stab yeah. me. Don't touch don't put me. Nothing, yeah, don't, yeah, don't, yeah, don't send me home like that. On this doll, where do you not want me to get touched in an alley? You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm thinking, man. You're going to stab me, man. Hey, but don't send me home like that, big dog. Don't send me home like that. No, hey, yeah, shoot me after that. Do that. Shoot me. Please. I'll, give me the gun. I'll shoot me. I'm not trying to play for the alleyway Packers, bro. Don't do me like that. Just let me keep <laughs> that there. I thought you would have gave me some smashing pumpkins. Later, <laughs> They're from Atlanta? I was like, it's, yeah. or is it Stone yeah. Temple Pilots? One of those groups uh, from Atlanta. Yeah, I don't think Smashing Pumpkins. I think it's, it is Smashing Pumpkins. They're from Georgia. Are they? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't really follow where they're from, but you man, know. past Detroit, come on. But actually, Usher is not from Atlanta. I just hope y'all know that. And Usher wears skirts, so he got to do But Usher moved to ATL. But he's yeah, well, he rep. He represent the ATL. So, so I mean, Luda moved from Chicago. I mean, Luda's yeah, a Chicago yeah. guy, but but he's the most under underrated, greatest, one of the greatest of all times, bro. Shit, ludicrous. Oh shit, yeah. 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 He's great, fast and furious, but I wouldn't say he's one of the greatest rappers of all time. Bro, he's so underrated, bro. That dude spits fire. <laughs> it's this mad fire. <laughs> mad fire, bro. Him and Met the Man and him are my top in my top five. Oh man. Thanks for watching, Doc. Yeah, yeah. What did Amber hey, what's up, I, miss, Doc? I miss Amber's uh I miss Amber's post that was on there. I kind of saw it, but I'm kind of far away. Yeah, I got two serious subjects very quickly. Once again, great to be here and for the conversation. Oh, I'm telling you, like as I, as I hear things progress, to hear things from a different perspective. Yeah, uh, I don't know much about like Garrison, like we call like I. I assume when you're talking about Fleet Navy, you're talking about the people that are out on on yeah. six month tours on the boats and whatnot. Yep, yep, yep. So I was I was one of those Fleet Navy guys because I I was always deployed. So a lot of those things that you talk about, like I could never have, have succeeded as a recruiter because my entire training was get ready to go to combat. Yeah. My entire career was like that because we yeah, were. In, I think you, you would know, have we been were in a war. Or Ty, after after getting to know you, I think you would have been. Yeah, you would have been great. You have such great soft people. Yeah, you're such a personal, even, personal person. I mean, you got to remember. I mean, you got to remember. Hey, bro, we know Ty <laughs> right now. Oh, we ain't been down by Ty. That was that was. I was being sarcastic, right? Yeah, okay. I was going to say. say. Yeah, yeah, that was my. Yeah, was like, was, he's got great. He had great people skills. We've already heard the stories, but bro, if I mean. I mean, you got hard, you got Marines who are forced, like you got combat Marines that are forced. Like I got to choose, yeah. like, you know, get, get out the Navy or go do something that doesn't require deployment. But you got Marines who are like, Hey, here's where you're going, buddy. Like, thank you yeah. for your service recruiting. And like, bro, it's a freaking, it's tough, bro. I mean, yeah. Dang. Ty can ball. She's seen it. I used to, I used to be able to. Yeah. So, so Ty, Josh, hey, Ty would be what at, is the, Ty would be at headquarters uh, all the time. 
Oh, what's the um, what's the route for you when you get done? What do you want to do? What do you want to do when you're done? Yeah, yeah. You, when you grow up. Yep. Um, right now, I am in the middle of um, getting my real estate license. Like every, I think, uh, retiring you know Navy recruiter or something like that. But yeah, I'm in the I'm in the middle of that right now. I'm gonna start that venture. Um, I'd like to get in something in finance. So I'm doing the real estate. I'm going to do the real estate thing starting off and then maybe roll into the, uh, uh, the finance portion, loan origination. Mm, I know a guy. Yeah. I, I, it's me and Josh had this conversation a couple of nights ago. I know. I told him I know a couple of guys. Yeah. I know I a guy, guy that would hire you today. Yeah. Very I know yeah. a guy that, yeah, they hired me. Go, go figure. Yeah. I got hired. Is that the same place, <laughs> Matt? Matt, is that the same people that, that hired could, me? No, no, no. Not, not the same people. You still got that damn computer in the garage. Probably. I, bro, you know what's fucked up? I, here's how horrible of a person I am. I ain't going to lie to you. I like broke that computer out recently and was like, I wonder if I could use this. And they had all these security codes. So I was like Googling how to break into it. And I got some pretty damn good security protocols. So it's a pretty nice paperweight. But they never, I, I, I called the guy. I was like, where do you want me to send this back? And like, like I felt so bad because like they gave me all this stuff to take this course and shit. And once I started doing that course, I was like, bro, I'm a, I'm fucking stupid. Like yeah, I'm going to fail this big bitch. Ass, he's some big ass words, bro. I ain't going to make it. Like Matt, I can't do this, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, yo, they just asked me if I wanted to talk to people all day and send them to get a job interview. I think I'm going to go they said, I got to take a class and I got to pass a pretest and then take a, a licensing exam. I was like, that shit sound like real work, bro. That's something like, I got to say. Al, you got to do real like, math. You can't be doing Ooh. that shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. real math. Hey, yeah. hey, they were throwing percentages in there with some numbers, with some letters. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck are we doing? Like, nah, this ain't for me. I let I, I quit that day with Matt and was like, I'm gonna go to uh and be a security guard for an armored car company. And then motherfucker said, Thank you for all your combat experience. That's awesome. We're gonna pay you 14 bucks an hour and you have to defend somebody else's money for 70 hours a week. I was like, yeah, that shit ain't gonna work the way my bank kind of set up. Like it was not gonna work, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm, uh-uh. mm. Oh man. Nope. That's Same so thing with the real funny. estate test. That's what Josh. I took the real estate test. I was like, oh, it's just like NK. I was online just clicking through shit. Like, it's common sense. Bro, I took that damn exam. You had to make like a 75, I think, on the pretest to be able to take it. Shit, I cut like a 41. I was like, that shit can't be right. Like, Look, man, the real estate test. Have carried let's, a one. let's be honest. The real estate license test is common sense. Yeah. That mortgage test? That mortgage. Nah, bro, that's like the fucking Wonderlick, dude. <laughs> no, thank you. For well, you real. Have to take, don't you have to take? I think I had to take like a, a personality Listen, test. Listen, yeah, but I ain't never taken a test before that you could pick three right answers, and but only wrong. one is the most right that's answer. Not the right answer. Right. Best answer. I was like, so there's three right, but one's the most right. So the you most. get good luck. Like no. Jesus. So Josh, I will tell you. So I hustled Matt though. I call. He was calling me to get me a job, and then I ended up getting him the job, sucking his ass <laughs> right on him, bro. He was like, "Maybe I quit what I'm doing to work with you." I was like, "Sounds like a plan, bro. We got no math. There's no wonder licks. There's none of this shit, bro. We just show the fuck up. I mean, come on, dude. Here, yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Oh God. I do want to ask one question. I was here on this. I wasn't on the podcast, but I was a fan, like commenting. I've been waiting for this. It was about this time. Of, <laughs> it was about this time a year ago. You guys were talking ball, and Coach Prime, right, just got hired as at Court Colorado. And I think yeah. it was one of my first comments. It was. And I went in there and I said, "Colorado's going to go five and seven. And I got laughed off the board. I think like half the room was like, "I don't know about that, man." Now he's 
And I think you guys, somebody in here said Colorado was going to win 10 games. That's Matt Johnson. Yeah, I said that shit. I, 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 I remember those those numbers. I, I said that. Matt's probably right. It's just going to be a couple years, right? That's no, no, that's okay. Next year. But I will tell you this, that Georgia and Colorado celebrated the national championship in the same fucking place. That's the couch true. In the front living room. After Georgia had celebrated back. No, 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 no. They both celebrated the national title game in the same yeah. place, yeah. their living room. That's all I'm saying. I was after our bowl game. I don't remember. I think they got where, robbed. Don't get it was me wrong. After our bowl game, but they well, both finished in the same place, not number one. Right. No, well, I, like, I like I like me some Deion Sanders. Yeah, he's cool. Man. Coach Prime is a little too much for me as a coach, but bro, he's kicking I people off him. the team left and right, I dude. Hate him. I yeah. love, nobody loves Deion Sanders as a player. Well, of course. Yeah. Right, like, fight you Falcons, over Braves, you gotta Bro. like Dion. You see, yeah, he's the only guy that, that played in a, a Super Bowl and a World Series, I think, in the same year. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was like the same week. Yeah, the same week. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you I see. will tell Doc. Doc, you need to reach out to Ty because I, I I don't know what he was like when he was with y'all, but I will tell you, he's he's not a small guy, right? Seems super nice, but I was in a truck with this dude one time, and I, I no lie. Like I was, I told, I tell my wife all the time. I was, in, I was a little scared for my life. Like I feel like I can, I, and I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I can hold my own. I feel like I can. But Ty was upset. We were leaving. We were walking out of a baseball stadium, and shit was not going Ty's <laughs> way. Like not even a little bit. Like we showed up in there, and they were like, "We don't know what to tell you to do," and we don't know. And Ty was just like, "Fucking." We we left because I, I don't remember what I, I, had to, I had to take my knife back to the truck. That's what it was. I had a knife in my pocket. <laughs> yeah. We bring it in. <laughs> we turned around. We're headed back, and Ty looks at me, and he's just like, he's like. I'm just going to fucking vent for a minute and then I'm going to be cool. And when he started venting and then we got in the truck and we were sitting there for a minute and he was venting, I was holding the old shit handle, making sure the door wasn't locked. So I was like, if this big fucking strong fucking gorilla of a motherfucker decides I'm the problem, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. But just so you know, Doc, I've seen it. I have seen it. Trust You're me. You're safe. Don't worry. You're safe. I've seen it. Yeah. I drank. I was drinking water so fast. I was drinking water like, <laughs> Like I owed him money. I was like, oh, "Motherfucker, gonna ask me for that five dollars that he gave me last week?" And I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do, I, bro. I was hurt. I was worried. A little worried. All right, enough of that. So, uh, <laughs> Josh, uh, Joshua, I got a quick question for you. Who is your favorite Brave of all time? Oh mm, man, good question. It should come instantaneous if you're a Braves fan, man. Del Murphy. I mean, it better be Del Murphy. It's, it, I, I will tell you this, Del Murphy. You're a bit. You're a little bit younger. I'll give you a pass. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I'll shut up. Well, who's your favorite player? Very first memory that I have. Um, an old memory that I have of, of my father. My father uh, took me to my first baseball game. I was little, little. Oh, little, that's the good stuff. Right? And I remember seeing, and I still can see it in my head, number three in the on-deck circle. That's all I can remember was the back right. of Jersey seeing number three. And and if you're a Braves fan, you know that's Dale Murphy, right? That's important. Number three. But, that's oh, important. man. Larry Jones. Larry Jones, favorite. Oh, yeah. Player. Oh, yeah. Chip, yeah. Jacksonville, Florida. Absolutely. Played at Bowles. Bowles sure. High School, baby. I, I, yeah. And anybody that says that Chipper Jones isn't like, you know, top five uh, third baseman uh, of all time, or I, I, I put him up there like easily top 20, top 25 baseball player of all time. And the guy went to the left field. He played shortstop. He played third base. I mean, he's clutch. Dog. After, I mean, yeah. He was clutch. They I mean, were, fuck, they were too, probably one of the 90s, top though, bro. Switchers of all time. You want to know how savage? Let me tell you how savage Chipper Jones is. A lot of people don't know that unless you're. A I'm gonna put you on uh, solo for this. Yeah, so let me tell you how savage Chipper Jones is. Right, Chipper Jones used to beat the shit out of the New York Mets so bad 
their stadium name is used to be Shea Stadium. It's now Citibank or, or City Field, City Field. He used he would own the Mets. The Met, New York Mets fan, if you got anybody on this right Larry now. Larry Driscoll. They hate Chipper Jones. Like if you ask a Mets fan, what is the player you hate the most? If they don't say Chipper Jones, they're not a Mets fan. Okay? He beat the shit out of the Mets. He owned them so much that he named his son Shea. Wow. I'll be honest. I didn't know that. I did not know that. That's funny. That's great. That's a good one. That is funny, man. So did he beat Shea? What's up? He didn't beat Shea, did he? Is Shea okay? (laughs) No, no, no. Oh, Oh, so. Shea, I hope you're okay. Yeah. There you go. Well, thanks for coming (laughs) on, brother. We appreciate talking to you today, learning about you. Yeah. Good luck in the future. We're all in Texas except fucking hero. No. But uh, we're here for you. Heck, man, I'm in DeSantis country, baby. This is DeSantis country. Shut Come on, bro. You can't yell DeSantis. I mean, it's got it. It can only be DeSantis country now. Just Florida. Yeah, right. that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. Like when well, you get your ass kicked in the race, it can only Houston. be Florida. I'll be out in Houston. No, April. I'll be out in Houston in April. Cool. In April. Yep. When in April, Josh? Yeah. Um, I haven't got the detail. It's a work trip, but you know. Oh, okay. Always, there's always business and pleasure on these work trips. Yeah. Hey, look, you just let us know where all y'all hanging out. We're going to come see everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So. How's my boy Bird Allen doing? He's still hanging in there, Josh? Oh, God, man. Bird Allen's been in the Navy, and he's got like 34 years in the Navy, and he's not, you know, a command master chief or force master chief, but he's got 34 years out. So, when that fool was out. Let me tell you something. When you awesome. about a, a chief's chief, that is oh, perfect. Yeah. Per- period. That's that dude out. was on the podium one time at Noru <laughs> and second probably he probably remembers he was in he, he had a nice Harley Davidson and yep. I went outside to the smoke pit where he was parked and I was like, who the fuck's punk ass pulled up into the smoke pit like they're special? So I took out my uh you know what and like laid it across his seat and took a picture and texted to him while he was on the podium. I never seen a, an old ass, he's an old man, come sprinting out the back of the building so angry. And like with like sanitary wipes and shit, like bro, come on, it's just a little testicle juice like that. But he is a fucking awesome dude. Ask him that same you see talking about, but like, hey, so you put him on the drum set? Oh, I I I touched a nutsack on his drum set, bro. He was so angry with me. But yeah, he's a great dude. But I I don't know if he was still hanging in there. I talk to Bird probably once a week, man. He's 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 solid, dude. Yeah, solid. Nice. Yeah, you guys have the skews, our hero. He's special. He's a special guy. We love me. You know, we love him. <laughs> he's our, he's our, hey, you know, uh, again, I got one last saying, man. My, my grandmother used to always say, hey, uh, he may be a piece of shit, but he's our piece of shit. That's yeah. true. That yeah. is very true. <laughs> <laughs> we own that one. Yeah. That's when you take pictures and show to everybody. You know what I mean? Look what just happened here. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, All right, brother. We will catch you later. I appreciate you coming on. It's good to get to know you, and I appreciate you as an ATL fan. And when you are in Houston, look us up. I'd love to meet you in person. Yeah, yep. I'm doing good stuff, brother. Yeah, thanks for having yeah, me. Do your thing, Stop, man. It's, been a, it's been too long. Yeah. All right, take it easy, man. We'll talk to you soon. Later. Yeah. There we go. How about that? Let's uh, awesome. let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the upcoming guest. I know our future guest. We've not gone over this in a couple of weeks, but uh, we got. White Mike coming up next week. 
Look at my brother. Look at my dude. Look at him sitting in the pool over there looking crazy with a hand, with hand grabbing a beer. That dude was grabbing a beer. I was trying to wrestle with him and fight him. This dude's smiling and wanting to grab a beer. <laughs> <laughs> On uh, 21 March, we got uh, Ed McLean from the Warriors to Racers. That should be fun. Talk about uh, Lonnie Martinez coming up, uh, another uh, senior chief, active U.S. Navy. Is that right, fellas? Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a, he was an, a, a CERT operator with me. With me. He was with CERT Team T3. Um, we, he was our uh, rear 50 gunner, just a man. It just, an, I, I told Ty this the other day and I'll say it when he comes on, but most of my favorite memories of being down range and doing anything high speed, this dude's involved like every, every, and I'll, I'll save some of the stories, but I don't have a, 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 a favorite memory of that, that era of my military career that doesn't have this dude attached to it. So uh, Lonnie, Doc Martinez, he's a, uh, he's a construction mechanic in the CBs. Um, he's, I don't know what he's doing right now. He's in, I think California somewhere, but prior to, he was a uh, high speed operator with the CBs uh, reconnaissance unit. Very cool. And uh, for April, we got Mac Verde, army veteran, uh, founder of veteran mortgage solutions. He's actually had multiple veteran owned businesses that have been very successful, whether we're talking about, uh, Viper Ballistic, uh, Jams, and I forget the other one he works for, but I'm sure we'll talk about that uh, when he comes on. Uh, we deployed together in 2003, so it's just a testament to the the uh, camaraderie that we build as uh, service members. And then when we get out, you know, sometimes we still work together. So shout out, Mac Verde. That's going to be fun having him on. I will say this, man. You damn Army guys, man. You guys in them damn foreheads, bro. You guys are winning, brother. Every <laughs> single person that go back, man. Look at that shit. I could draw a whole other face on that shit. Between his eyebrow and his hair, I could put a whole other face on that damn thing. Like a twin. God damn. Yeah. But hey, welcome, brother. Welcome. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hey, it looks like you ain't getting no five hundred dollar discount on your real estate mortgage. Shit. I'm just messing. And, and then uh, Marcus McClinton, uh, Kentucky player. This is uh, our hero's buddy. Yeah, he's a great story. Um, he's he's if if you want to hear some good old school like Jaheem style music, look him up. He's got a, he got some albums out. He's on all the different platforms as well. But he uh, that's him singing national anthem. Just just a stud. I mean, this guy was in this was in the league, played in the NFL. I think he got a Super Bowl ring with the Patriots as a safety. And then once his career ended in the, in the NFL, decided he was going to join the service. He's a, he's only been in probably four, maybe f- almost four years now. He's already a first-class petty officer doing really, really amazing shit. So, yeah, I'm excited for him to come on. That's yeah. good. That's uh, revealing through this built, man. That's that's hey, amazing stuff. Ju- Julie asked if you've seen Willis's forehead. I have. <laughs> I have. You know. He's always wearing mean? a hat, bro. He's covering yeah. everything up. Smart. He's smart. He covers yeah, it up. You can like see it right there. That's that's yeah. a five minute. That's that yeah. qualifies. There you yeah. go. Damn, Julie. That's all right. And then Remember, he guys. did try to join the army, and they told him no. Yeah, you're right. Because he was a marine. They were like, for one, you're too smart. And <laughs> How many your crayons is you way ate, too bro? Big. Yeah. No. Nope. His yeah. breath smelled like exactly. smelled like red crayons. <laughs> they were like, no, bro, not happening. Men with oh, big man. foreheads are good in bed. Why I mean, look at Kevin Cash. Y'all seen his picture? He got a, a hell of a forehead, too. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe so. Damn, bro. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time that we say goodbye to all our friends and family. Not forever, but just for a short period of time. We will see you guys again in about six days and some hours if you come back. And I hope that you come back. My name is DJ Royalty. You have been listening to the Triple Threat Bet Podcast. Myself, DJ Royalty, my man Al Hero, my man Matt Johnson, and my man Ty Cobb have entertained. You guys have also learned about my man Joshua Hammond. Shout out to him. 
you also saw today a sneak peek of my man Bubba Wesley. You know what I mean? Special, special moment for the podcast. Happy that you came back. Happy that you have continued to carry on and be part of the Triple Threat Bet Podcast family. All you guys who are listening, anywhere that you have listening, we had some newcomers that came in today. My man Vinny Johnson. Hey man, appreciate you guys. Keep on listening. We are the Triple Threat Bet Podcast, man. We're out here just trying to spread the word of love, friendship, and all that good stuff. And we're happy that you guys are here with us. So it's that time for us to say goodbye. You know, my thing to you guys is if you made it back again this week, you didn't do the unthinkable. You thought about it and you're here today. I challenged you guys last week to take a picture of yourself, you know what I mean? And put on there, what are you going to do about it? I even did it for myself. So I begin waking up, going to the gym and trying to get myself back. I know it's not going to be something that's going to happen overnight, but it's happening. As long as you're making it happen and you're trying to improve, you just got to take those small W's, them small wins. You got to get enough wins to get to the Super Bowl. And if the Super Bowl for you is getting yourself in shape, then you're going to start taking those wins, getting up, working out, moving around, and you'll get there. So with that, I'm going to bring my brothers back in and we're going to go ahead and sign off. We're going to go ahead and give it to my man. You know who he is, the big Al Hero on the top. What you got for him, big dog? No, real, I'll keep it short and sweet. I, I'm going to kind of echo what, what David Willis just said. Make sure you check on your brothers and sisters yeah. this week, right? You know, it doesn't take much to do it. Um, and always ask that next hard question, right? Make sure everybody's doing good. And like like Scott said, make sure that, that they're here next week. They're here tomorrow. They're here one, right, just every day, right? I love everyone out there. If you need anything, we're always here. Um, you can hit us up on our, on our social medias. Um, reach out if you need anything, and we'll reach back. I promise you that. Um, but I love everyone. And again, like I always say, don't ever sweat the petty stuff, baby. Pet that sweaty stuff. Yeah! <laughs> to my man, my man, Matt Johnson, the man who's doing all so so many things, man. You you are you are a man of many wonders. Uh, I always compliment you and the wife Becky for what you guys do. Your commitment to uh, to first responders and veterans, man. I'm I'm just happy to be your brother. Happy to be a friend of yours. And I'm going to give you the time to say what you want to say to the people, my brother. I appreciate that. What I do want to do is, I, I think it's Doc Amber. If you want to know about the Birdo Fight Show, you just need to go to last week's episode. Go to about halfway in. You'll catch him and you can watch the whole thing. So that's the first thing. Second thing is uh, just take care of each other out there. If you're a veteran, find your veteran community or find the community that helps you give back because that's what we all strive to do when we get out. And uh, just, you know, follow us and, and see what's coming up next. If you go to the website now, you can buy some podcast merch. There's some other merch coming out pretty soon. And then we also always have our uh, co-branded solutions. So we, we can't wait to see everybody. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. My man. Yeah. And to Mr. Wax Poetic himself. You don't really hear him say a whole lot of things. But when he does speak, you listen. Because it is my man time. My big teddy bear, my big dog, my brother from another mother who I love a lot. T.Y., wax poetic for me one time. What you got for us, brother? Well, I took the picture. I uh, I, I have a goal, so I'm, I'm probably going to put that out. I, I didn't have the courage to do it today, so that's why I sent it to y'all. We might just have to put that out next week on the show. But uh, look, it's a journey. I'm, I'm, my goal is to lose 81.6 pounds. I'm at... I forget exactly what it was, 355 or whatever. I'm trying to get down to 280. And so it's begun. I feel pretty good. My back's feeling good. Got some medication. 
I do have a surgery probably upcoming, but we're going to make it do what it do. I appreciate all the support. My man. I see my man Byron Brown popped in. I, hey, Byron, I see your I see your post, man. I watch your post. Good dude, man. I see you out there doing good stuff in the real estate thing, man. So keep doing what you're doing. Hey, what's up, B. Brown? Yeah, That's what you. I'm talking about. B. Brown. Thanks for popping in, brother. We appreciate you, man. You know, B. So this B. Is, Brown Realty. There you go. All right, you guys. Like I say, big hot tizzle about to be out of here. I will tell you, hey, man, every day you have a chance to explore those two C's. You have a choice and a chance to do better. I tell you, do that. All right. If you know somebody that you may think is having some troubles, whether they say it or maybe they might just be a little off, maybe they're a little unlike themselves. Reach out, man. Give them a good conversation. Sometimes just having that conversation gives them a reason to move on, a reason to look at things from a different light. You owe that to them, right? Because you would want somebody to do it for you. So I just ask you guys to just be on the lookout for that, all right? And also come back next week. I am DJ Royalty. This is the Triple Threat Vet Podcast. I want to say it to you guys that we love you. We thank you. Make sure that you like, follow, subscribe, and all that good stuff. And we'll see you again next week. All right. Peace.